Hello and welcome to Unsourceful. My name is Elvis and as always, I'm your host. This is going to be a very special episode. It's a sequel to the last bonus episode that me and Rover Queen Reviews did where he broke down the DCEU or at least Snyder's version of it, Man of Steel, BBS, and what was then the upcoming Snyder Cut. But now it's kind of come out already and we've all had a chance to watch it multiple times even. So now we're really going to get into nitty gritty of it. I am joined by Roller Queen Reviews and also AJ, our good friend. And we're just going to be doing a roundtable discussion, fully going in on spoilers. So if you haven't watched it yet, go ahead and do that before you know spending some time with this. But um, if you want to introduce yourselves, uh, Ro. What's going on, yo? It's your boy, Roller Queen. Good to be back, man. I, I, I lived through it, man. Like, I saw this shit come through. Like, it's, it's here. <laughs> it's a tangible thing, bro. Let's talk about it, man. AJ? Hey, this is AJ. Glad to be joining the channel, the show, uh, whatever we're going to call this. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long journey to get this film out and get it, everything over with. So let's get into it. Yes. All right. Great. Uh, so the way this is going to be paced out is that we're going to be starting with our general reviews, our general spoiler free thoughts, um, just to get that out on the table, you know, lay all our cards out. That way we can just get into the rest without that weighing over us like do we like it do we not like it what our thoughts ultimately will be because you know i guess we, we want to get into it without feeling like we have to pace ourselves so um ro um all right man um listen overall i'm gonna put a disclaimer i'm gonna put a disclaimer here um i did not watch the first justice league like the first time it came out i think i watched like maybe half an hour of it then i fell asleep and I'll never watch it again. Because when I woke up, the reviews were shit. <laughs> um, but this is my first time. Well, this was my first time like watching it all the way through with everything included. And overall, I thought it was a solid movie. I was entertained. There was a lot of cool shit here. And just overall, in general, man, I'm just glad that Snyder got to see his vision come through. Like that That's my main takeaway for me. But overall, I thought it was a solid movie man like nothing too amazing no, nothing like oh my god this is great but it was solid man i had a great time I, I watched it i watched like three parts on thursday and i watched the last two parts on friday um and yeah it overall solid man like would i like to see these characters would i like to see this team again sure but i think at the end of the day i'm i'm ready I, I feel like the universe has moved on already, so I think I'm ready to move on too. So, but I'm again, I'm happy we got to see this, and I was thoroughly entertained. All right, AJ. Uh, yeah, I agree with a lot of what Rudy just said. You know, it's a solid film. Um, I, I got a few nitpicks here and there, things I didn't like. Uh, but you know, like I said, I'm probably the biggest Snyder fan out of the group, and uh, it mainly lived up to. I think what he promised, not necessarily what I wanted. Um, but you know, it's, it's a good film. I'm glad he got to. Well, I'll take that back. It's a mostly good film. I'm <laughs> glad he got to uh, complete his vision. I can kind of see where the studio was coming from. Hey, some stuff wasn't necessary, but overall, it's a, it's a solid flick. Um, you know, I definitely suggest watching it. If you don't have anything going on for the day, if you do have something going on, try to break it up into as many parts as possible. Um, but it, no, it was it was an enjoyable time. Uh, 
oh, I'm so glad to see Henry Cavill's face looking normal. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, man, I mean, we had some good introductions. You know, Cyborg finally had a purpose. Um, the Flash wasn't as bad as he was. not And it got build on it. They want to continue with some of these stories other than the ones we know who won't be busy. But um, yeah, it was a good time. All right. Awesome. I totally agree with like what you and Ro were saying. I personally, I thought it was an all right movie. It was decent. You know, it wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't amazing, but it was really entertaining. I would definitely say it's like the worst of Snyder's DCU movies because like I really love Man of Steel. I think Man of Steel is a masterpiece. And I I also just have huge admiration of BBS because both of those movies are so like intricate and thematically rich you know in terms of like themes and story um and they're like eminently watchable like i can rewatch them whenever because i'm always picking up new things and i i i'm so immersed in that world because it, it begs to be immersed into um well this one's a little more cliche and at times really dull and you kind of feel it because it is so long it's very noticeable when it's cliche and dull but in terms of like character work and spectacle like for cyborg and the flash it it's great. It, it nails those. And that's really what keeps it afloat. Um, and it's definitely better than the actual version. Um, you know, overall, I think there are a few moments, like one or two, not a lot, like very few, or I do think it, it could have used some of the ideas from the actual version, but at most it's, it's a pretty decent kind of middle entry in the DCEU. Uh, and it's still a really good time. You know, if you get into it, if you have the time, uh, overall, I would give it like a seven out of 10. Yeah, um, I was going for 7.5 out of 10. But yeah, no, no higher than that. No higher than that. Yeah. I, I split the difference. I can probably... 7.5 feels like a good <laughs> home plate for me. Mm. I can get to 8 if I'm being generous. Uh, just based off of some of the character work he did. But 7.5 yes. feels good. All right. Awesome. So, with that out of the way, I have no other, like, kind of bias or preconceptions all over our head uh let's get into the movie itself now one of the best things about this movie as i was watching it that i noticed was how when it was first announced it was announced as a four episode miniseries and Snyder broke down what the episode parts would be uh, parts one and two would be episode one and parts three and four would be episode two part five would be its own episode and then six and the epilogue would be its own episode as finale and i was watching this i was keeping it in mind and it really works like it works as like a miniseries. You could cut those off and put the end credits titles and everything like that. It would have ups and downs and narrative hooks everywhere. Um, so I thought that'd be a really great way to structure this review so we're not like all uh, chaotic about it. Uh, so parts one and two, uh, don't count it, Batman and the Age of Heroes. What'd you guys think about it, uh, Ro? Um, like this first hour. The first hour I thought was pretty cool just the way that they just like introduced the characters and um i think the, the first part with the wonder woman part where they were um going into muscaria and showing out how uh, the the amazons were trying to get uh, the mother box away from uh stephen wolf i thought that was pretty cool a little long but <laughs> pretty cool um i do enjoy the, the aquaman introduction um yeah, overall, I thought one and two were, were pretty cool. Like, it, my, my memory's a little foggy because I only watched this once. Um, but again, I thought I thought parts one and one, one two were pretty cool. Um, 
I feel like as we discuss more, some things will come to mind. Right. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was pretty, pretty solid. Um, and I, I think that's probably, I think as I was watching this movie overall, like even though I didn't watch the first theatrical cut, like just seeing all the, just seeing like all the extra, I don't know, some, some parts you could kind of tell because they, some of these parts were just kind of like, they expanded on the character history, but maybe it was a little too much. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, this is probably where the intro, like this is probably where like the extra stuff was added in. But overall, parts one and two were, were pretty cool. The, the, just the overall plot of the story made sense for me. It wasn't nothing, you know, nothing that was too hard to get into. Like I understood it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I fucked with parts one and two. All right, how about you, AJ? Uh, that's probably where most of my problems with the movie lie in the beginning. Yeah. Now, the Wonder Woman, the, well, not the Wonder Woman, but the Amazon stuff, I mostly loved, even though it wasn't necessarily too different from the theatrical cut as mm-hmm. far as how plot beats went out. It was the same there, but, um, you know, they added more stuff, the, good, the stuff in the uh, temple and the... Um, Steppenwolf absolutely demolishing horses. I that's something that's completely <laughs> unnecessary, but I'm glad it was in the film. Um, but the stuff with Aquaman, it, <laughs> I'm sorry, it, it went on too long. Um, yeah, definitely. The singing once he went into the water, what what, <laughs> what was that about? I don't, I did not not understand that. So, bottom line, I enjoyed the stuff on Paradise Island. The Aquaman stuff, you could have trimmed a good bit of that and been okay. All right. Uh, that, that, I love how you both brought up this one point because I'm going to go in on it really hard uh, because uh, <laughs> mo- most of my problems stem from the first hour too, like parts one and two. As I was watching the movie, I was about to turn it off and like, <laughs> this is a mistake. It's a mistake to watch this movie. I should just let let it be some some beautiful dream and not actually watch this movie as, now that it's out. Because it was just, it was so bad. Um, before I get into that, though, I want to touch on like the Amazon thing and just uh, jump in if if you disagree or agree. Okay. So I, I again, I think that the slight stuff they added to the Amazon um, sort of battle scene was really necessary and really cool. Just the the plan they had in mind to like trap Steppenwolf and the Parademons and and like self destruct the entire Motherbox Temple, like that's really cool. Like that's a really awesome little beat. Like it makes them look like they were forward thinking, like they were prepared, like they're smart um, and clever. Like, that's great. That's really wonderful. Other than like the theatrical version, they just kind of run out and like they have no plan. So at least they had some sort of strategy there. And I thought that was really awesome. Um, But other than that, the Amazon sequence is exactly the same. And one of the big things I noticed, uh, one of the big complaints about the theatrical version is that it's just um, a lame game of hot potato. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right yeah. and that's what and that's and what it still, is. Yeah. it still is it still is like we did we don't need that much and then thing is right that's where like the small little beats kind of accumulate it's the same scene of hot potato but now it's longer it's one thing where like it's a criticism of the theatrical cut but it's made just a little bit worse in now that we have more of it and that's what i think parts one and two really fail at is that it, they're in excess. They're indulging, like Norwegian singing. Like, like apparently, that's meant to be like they worship him a little bit. Like, like he has like these Greek chorus, like all that kind of stuff. But doesn't really add anything. It's just Snyder thinking that it looks and sounds cool, and that's really what 
our one, parts one and two really fail at because they feel like Snyder just doing shit because he thinks it looks and sounds cool and not being part of some sort of thematic or or narrative purpose, which always felt the forefront in BBS and, and MOS. It feels too much like Sucker Punch, you know? Uh, have you guys seen Sucker Punch? Yeah. I never watched Sucker Punch. Well, in Sucker Punch, like you would have like weirdly long scenes, like that would be really dull, but they would last like three minutes because Snyder wanted a song in the background, and the, <laughs> and the song was three minutes long, so the scene had to be that that oh long. Oh my god! And like the entire movie is like that, and and Sucker Punch is, doesn't isn't have like a bad story. It has like a really cool kind of story to it, but it's like that. It, it, it's it's a victim of itself, and that's what the first hour kind of feels like because um, it's so flimsy and superficial at points, and like it just made me feel like this is a bad movie. I thought again, that's why I was gonna turn it off because it felt it felt so so cheap, you know. And mm-hmm. not I mean like cheap, like it looks cheap, but like cheap that like like it's not really trying to be an actual substantive movie, and like that's disappointing. Oh, what do you guys think of the history lesson? Because that's really what I want to talk about. You could go. AJ could go first. Yeah, right. um, I was. I just thought about something when you were bringing up the point about the Amazons. Yeah, what? Um, having the having the plan, and that brought me back to the history lesson because yes. Hippolyta was there, mm-hmm. and Tyope was there back when Uxus first came. Mm-hmm. So they were there, and they saw the Perdians, Right now, yeah. this is me just figuring out a flaw a week after I seen the film. Um, <laughs> They knew that the parademons could fly, <laughs> and they and they knew that it took three Greek gods, entire armies of men, all the Amazons and all the Atlanteans, to wound Uxus. Why did they think <laughs> that knocking the temple into the sea was going to do anything? You're so right. Uh, other than, uh, by, other than by him, maybe five minutes worth of time. You're so right. And that's the thing. The Amazon scene is is a half-cooked scene because they're like, uh, we never see what they're – if Snyder had had a plan for that scene and we would have seen like what they were heading toward, what they were racing toward with another box, like it was some sort of bigger trap, that would have really you know, upped the stakes a bit. But it's a half-baked scene. And you're so right because like – Taking isolation, that's really cool. Like this uh, booby trap, uh, it in like it shows like how determined they were, and like like half the Amazons are in the temple aren't even dead when they do it. Like they're still fighting, uh, like, right? And so like that's really really impressive. But yeah, you're right. Like when you take that into account, it, it's jack shit. It's still its own temple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jack- exactly. It, it, it wouldn't have done much. But I mean, from the greater standpoint, just forgetting that. Nitpick that I just discovered. Um, mm. Not not the history lesson for the most part. I really liked. I liked seeing you know right. because it, well for a couple reasons. One, it planted mm. seeds of stuff that we could have seen if this universe was going to continue. You know, like the the Atlantean and Amazons, how they fall out. Um, the races of man, what happens there to where um, they no longer believe even acknowledge that these societies exist and the, the Greek gods before Ares apparently kills most of them. But uh, a couple, couple things, you know, were wasted. Um, the green lantern that we got. Um, oh my God. I, I, I can't even think of his name right now. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's like Florgal or something. Yeah. It's, Lax it's or something like that. <laughs> it, it's, it's like, it's a super deep cut. I can't, um, it's a silver age nonsense thing. Yeah. Right. But um, I'm I'm sorry. He he went out 
too easily for a Green Lantern for me. And don't you know, I'm not saying that a single Green Lantern should be able to take out Dark Side, but come on, you you swatted away at some parademons, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, um, definitely, and like, that's I I honestly, um, do you have anything more to add before I, I jump in on this? Uh, I was just, I was just gonna say, you know, it was good to see the Greek god see the gods, um, and just. I, I guess I, I'm thinking of things that could be used to flesh out Diana's story in right. future outings. Just, you know, uh, z- z- like I'm thinking that's probably where Zeus and Hippolyta first meet, stuff like that. But, you know, nothing major, just potential story ideas. Right, right, definitely. Um, now, for me, uh, the history lesson, I I hate that scene. I think okay. it's the worst scene in the entire movie. If I could get rid of any scene in the movie, it would be that scene because it is it is just so bad. Because in like the theatrical cut, it's a pretty worthless scene, but at least it's short and it's out of the way quickly. Right. And and at least um, it's Steppenwolf instead. So what you get with that scene in the actual cut is that it makes Steppenwolf like a, look like a chump. But that's his whole character in both versions. He's kind of like a chump. He's kind of like put down upon and. At the very least, in natural cut, where it's him instead of Darkseid, you get his motivation, you see it, it's a tangible thing in the movie that you can engage with, and it's just a foundation for, like, kind of, like, his motivations, like, really well, uh, more more so than um, his motivations in this movie, in this version are, uh, which are very kind of loose and vague. Um, but also, it's just a... It's a long scene that's so indulgent, and it's it, it doesn't really do anything for the movie. Like, it's supposed to give backstory... It and set up the stakes for Dark Side, but it doesn't really do that all that well. It, it fails at that uh, because it's supposed to be like this exciting action set piece, but nothing happens other than like armies roaring and charging at each other, mm-hmm. uh, and that's all that happens. Like, yeah, we see like like hundreds of thousands of like Atlantean um, men soldiers and Amazonian soldiers, right? But we don't really see like a giant battle happen; just people rushing at each other, you know. Yeah, and absolutely. and and so it, like it loses all impact because it just feels like a lot of stuff. And and the worst part about it is that it it kind of amounts to making Dark Side look like a dumbass, you know? Like, cause cause okay, so it's funny to me that like three years ago, Snyder is like, "Well, that was originally meant to be Dark Side, and it's gonna be like twenty minutes long." And so when he when he, when you hear that, it sounds like it's gonna be like an impressive twenty minute long sequence, like an actual like little mini movie in itself and it's dark side so instead of stopping off being a chump it's gonna be dark side and something's gonna like happen but no it's literally just the, they just changed the cgi character model and it just dark side doing all the stupid dumb stuff that Steppenwolf did in the theatrical cut and it's like uh, it's not impressive all he does is like roar and scream and growl and swing his axe and then he gets like dragged away to safety and it's like this this isn't really doing all that much to set up Darkseid as a threat, you know. And it's the first time we see him, and it's like he looks like a dumbass. He looks like a like a stupid barbarian. Um, <laughs> and, and it's uh, it's I just hate that scene so much because it informs Darkseid throughout the movie, um, especially at the end, especially in Darkseid's last scene. It informs like his character, and it's like it's so disappointing. And that's why I really don't like the first hour mainly because of that. Mainly because it's stuff like that. It's indulgent. And we get stuff that that's added, but nothing that really means anything. Like the Norwegian woman singing doesn't mean anything. This whole twenty-minute scene doesn't mean anything, you know. 
Yeah, no, no, uh, absolutely. Um, I think even with him killing the Lantern, you know, I don't know. I've seen as how Lanterns haven't, haven't really been established as yeah. heavy hitters in this universe yet. You know, him him killing the guy, I mean, I'm sorry, it doesn't have the effect that right. it, nor, it would if we knew, you know, about, hey, there's a, there's a whole core of these guys. They're basically an intergalactic police slash military force. Um, him just killing a guy who's swinging around the globe a glowy uh hard light hammer basically it doesn't have the impact that it would that exactly. it could have yeah i felt like at least for for me like that scene the only real significance i see from it is like it's kind of like a nice way to kind of bring everything full circle because you know you got the atlanteans you got the you got the amazons you know they they fought this huge war back in the day and then now fast forward you know, you have their descendants, which is their kids, you know, just like they're also fighting kind of like, you know, for the same cause. So I thought that part was pretty cool. Again, I mean, maybe a, maybe a little longer than, than it needs to be. But overall, like, I, I do appreciate kind of just like that setup. Like, maybe if you just, mm. I don't know, I feel like I've seen movies where. I see what you mean. Of, I feel like this type, what, I feel like I've, we've seen movies before where this type of backstory like it's very condensed but you get the meat of it like it's not right it's, it's nothing dragged on too much it's like hey you know this group fought with this group and then this thing happened this is where we are i don't feel i don't think we need to see the whole like battle sequence right maybe, maybe if it was like uh how do i say it? maybe if it was like a an extended cut in a dvd cool you know what i'm saying but it, uh, as as long as you just say hey this happened this happened. You show maybe five or ten, yeah, five minutes cap. Yeah. Then boom. At least we know. And then again, you can kind of do the whole full, full circle thing because now you have Wonder Woman, and then you have you know Aquaman, and then you know well, we don't know shit about the Greenlands in this universe, but still, you know at least you know they're established, and as their descendants, they're fighting in the future. With you know with the whole dark side thing, that would have worked a little bit better for me. But overall, just this. Just the idea of it, I did appreciate. Yes. Like it, it put more weight on what these guys were actually doing in the present time. I, I totally agree. It's, it's like you want to see that kind of cyclical thing going on, I, like that kind of rounded out like uh, narrative. Like I love it when things come full circle like that too. I think it's amazing. I think it, oh, it, there's in, built in engagement. It's just that like it's, it's so out of focus, you know? Mm. Um, and then you have like Diana's really bad narration um going over thing like like she's so stilted and it's like i rewatched the after cut before i watched this as well and this i think the narration is a little bit better there because it's all condensed instead you get like one line here one sentence from her mm. and then like three minutes of nothing and then another sentence like like no you didn't even this long because now it feels awkward whenever she just reappears her voice you know yeah and i feel like if this was a comic book if anything, this would be like one page, like maybe maybe a, a double page spread, you know, where you just boom, boom, boom. We see everybody next page. OK, let's get to the shits. You see, what I'm saying? See, see, that's why I think that this would have worked better as the original plan for HBO Max as a miniseries. Right. You know, you these long beats right like this, they're not going to feel as, I guess, exhausting. If you're not watching it in a four-hour cut at one time, like, hey, if I have, you know, parts one and two and I'm watching an hour, hour and a half, 
uh, episode of a show. All right, fine. Hey, give me 15, maybe 20 minutes tops of that. And, you know, and leave, leave me off with something, I guess, to chew, to chew on for an entire week to think about before seeing the next part. Mm. I, I can understand. I, I totally agree. Like, like again, I, I'm adamant that this could have worked as like a weekly series. Um, but on the other hand, I just think that scene is just generally uninteresting and unexciting. I think it's it's such a bland scene uh, that it might have had the opposite effect, like where you have this episode come out and it's, you have a week until the second part comes out and, and the second episode comes out, parts three and four. And three and four are really good, but you've already kind of uh, you've already kind of muddied the waters, painted mm, yeah, the waters okay. a bit. I see, I see where you're coming from. Because I mean, like my experience, and we'll get into it a little bit later uh, when we get to the second episode, you know, is that the further away we got from like the first hour and the history lesson scene, the less I remembered it, you know, and the more mm. I was like kind of like inundated with all this new, really awesome stuff. So like it seemed less important in a four hour long movie because you're you're always getting uh, more. You're always getting hit with the next thing. So that was really right, good. Right. But overall, like it wasn't the it wasn't the best best start that Percy Parts. No, that's yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Anyone else like got something they want to uh, sort of uh, run into? Any kind of thing they want to like, bring up? I'm just trying to remember if I had any issues from those first two parts. Well, I have a little list. Um, I have a list. When I had this list, uh, I made when I first watched it, like at midnight. All right. Um, so I'm gonna go through some of them. We already mentioned the Norwegian singing is dumb. And now here's one thing uh, that was really, really weird. Um, Snyder, he loves the Fountainhead. He he loves that book. Um, he wanted to make a movie for it for years. And so um, I think in the after cut as well, he has a reference to it on a boat. Uh, and the reference is that the boat's named after something from the book, uh, the Corlint. All right. Mm -hmm. um, but also in like the first uh, couple minutes, we get a shot of a newspaper on, on the ground and it's like given like this really like long uh, zoom in and you think it's going to be like something like world building. Like yeah, I, 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 I about the architect, right? <laughs> yeah, about the architect, right? I you swear think, I thought that was, he was setting up John Stewart there. No, uh, oh, he might have been. He might have been because I think I think uh, we'll yeah. get into it later. But he was he wanted mm. he wanted to add John Stewart in. That was originally going to be the the Ben Affleck lake house scene. Um, yeah, we'll get into that later. And, and so yeah, you told me Ben Munn. But at, without it, it just it just comes off as another Fountainhead reference. So it feels so divorced um, from the rest of the movie. And um, so yes, uh, that was really weird. Um, but the Diana and the kind of like Spider Verse shot of her and the bomb, you know. Uh, as she throws it into the, into the air and she starts falling <laughs> yeah. down, they don't do it. The Spider-Verse shot, right? Um, amazing. That's really great. That's it's so stylistically uh, sort of grand. I, I really love that. Okay, so another thing, the boom tubes actually boom this time. Like you see, like it reverberate throughout the room. It has an environmental presence. Uh, I love that. Dark side's a dumbass. Uh, old gods bullshit. Um, Diana's monologue terrible. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I have for like. Uh, oh, you know, last thing. During the terrorist scene she causes more damage than a bomb would have uh, when she takes out the terrorists mm. yeah where, where are you going with that tell me i, I, I mean like because like she takes out like five guys with like the submachine guns like single-handedly right and then like for this one guy uh she just like clasps her hands uh her wrist her wrist constants and just like explodes everything um, and like causes like uh, huge property damage and collateral damage below, and I think it hits like it could it, it hits a couple of like police cars and also any kind of random aliens down there. I feel like that's just excessive. It's another um, it's another way the movie is really indulgent. Like it didn't need it. 
do that. And it kind of counteracts what happens next in that scene, that whole kind of uplifting atmosphere where you have like the little girl, the little girl, like, like she could, he could have just taken uh, this dude out um, and you wouldn't have that tonal difference. It's one of those, it's another one of those things where Snyder is putting spectacle over like storytelling. Yeah. The Civil yeah, I, War, Civil War, Civil War. <laughs> I, I don't know about uh, more damage necessarily because I think I, if, I, I, if I remember correctly, they it was going to say four, four, four blocks, blocks, right? Yeah. But I feel like but, that's just a way to minimize the fact that she like destroyed a building. Oh, oh, absolutely, I agree. And I'm sorry, the guy's hat floating. Like you, you, you're not showing my man's body, exactly. but you're showing the hat floating down slowly. I'm sorry. I, I had to pause and laugh for a good three minutes. Like, you, you, you know, he's dead. you know, yeah, he does that. I, 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 knew the other guys were dead too. Like the guys are leaving like bloody splats on the walls. Yeah, exactly. So like, it just feels like out of place. It, you know? it was her, it was her warehouse scene basically. Yeah, exactly. It, but not as good. Yeah. Uh, oh no. Other yeah. than that, other than that one shot, which is falling to the ground. Like that's beautiful. That's a beautiful yeah. shot, um, and it really makes it really makes a use of the uh, full frame IMAX thing he was going for, a lot. But if that's it, and anyone has any other notes um, for parts one and two, uh, we can move on into parts three and four, which I believe are titled "Beloved Mother, Beloved Son, and Change Machine." So, anyone want to start us off, bro? Uh yeah. Uh, this is the part where we we get introduced to Flash and Cyborg. I liked part three and f- parts three and four. Um, I think the the Flash introduction was actually pretty cool. If anything, this movie in general, or at least those parts, like gave me more of an appreciation for this new Flash. In a sense, how it did for um, what is it? Um, Lex Luthor in BVS. Because again, like I was so used to the, the typical Barry Allen Flash. Like when I seen this dude, like going inside, you know, just looking for a regular job, you know, with dogs, and you know, the whole personality was kind of weird. I was like, yo, this, well, yeah, what is this? But over when I watched that scene, and then when you kind of added on to the next to the rest of the movie, like I don't know, like over time, I was like, you know, yeah, I think I really do. I I really can appreciate this Flash. Oh, the the parts with Cyborg. I believe this is the part where we we get introduced to him also mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. Um, that that part hit hard. Like I remember before watching the Snyder Cut, like people were like raving about like how much focus Cyborg was getting, and man, like those parts hit a lot. Those parts hit really well. So in terms of like getting introduced into both of those characters. Yeah, I, I really do appreciate them. Um, let's see here. Um, oh, yeah. Also, just Bruce and Diana just getting buried into the mix as well. Like, I remember seeing, like, the commercials where Bruce went up to Flash. And then, you know, he threw, like, the whole, like, Batarang thing. That was pretty cool. But um, just, like, actually seeing it in full was pretty awesome as well. But, yeah, three and four. I, I, I felt it. I, I'll just say this right now. I'm going to say a lot of these parts like I, I messed with because, again, I didn't watch it as much as you guys did. And this is my <laughs> first time. So um, I'm going to have like, I'm going to have like kind of like the standard, like, okay, I like this part. And then when you guys kind of deep dive into like the really nitty gritty, that's when I like interject even more. But again, again, I liked it. <laughs> nah, that's cool. Um, yeah, this is it's where the movie really started to get its hooks into me. Yes. Uh this is where he had Snyder had a lot of his best character work starting um 
here at this point. Um, I'm trying to think. Do I want to get into Flash or Cyborg first? Uh, we'll do Flash because I want to go deep on Cyborg. Um, so in the theatrical cut, I mean, neither of them were serviced yeah. well. But um, I, re- I remember coming away from the theatrical cut watching um, Ezra Miller's Flash. And I was like, man, he is a f- screw up. Uh, he's and don't get me wrong. Some of these things are still there in the um, Snyder Cut. You know, tripping over his feet all the time, him being awkward. But I, I think just the added time fleshes these things out more. Obviously, but um, like the first real use of his powers, the job interview scene. Yeah, like I said, I I like Flash more in this this scene. I probably could have done maybe not without the entire scene, but cut down and changed a few things um hey yeah the truck driver dropped his burger i don't need to keep seeing yes it was like 30 seconds yeah i don't need to keep seeing you guys go back to that we know distracted truck drivers happen fairly (laughs) often we we can put two and two together there um i know i've seen a lot of people um feel some kind of way about how he saves iris and um i mean i'm of two minds with that i think this is a very allen who is social is first off he's just coming into his powers he's super socially awkward i i kind of wondered was you know he on maybe the spectrum um mm. watching some some of his stuff like how he is when he interacts with bruce the first time because um i think he doesn't really know how to interact with people so when he's saving iris and the whole moving her hair out of the way and the touching her gingerly to set her down which i mean you can look at that two ways one he's super awkward and he's running into the girl he doesn't know it at the time but who's going to be you know a major figure in his life but also i think about it okay yeah we're seeing him moving slow but he's moving super fast so if he touches her like some we would touch a normal person he'd probably crush her at that moment but yeah i've seen like i said a lot of you know uh, back and forth on the internet about you know him touching the black woman's hair. And, oh, like so. Oh. I mean, it's it's a it's a strange scene uh, from that from that regard. But I think it has more to do with his awkwardness, right, more than anything else. Um, I'm going to tell you the truth. The thing that not bothered me, but sticks out more than the Irish stuff is the grabbing is the focusing so long on the hot dog right (laughs) i I, I get i get that because it's a good joke like you think he's gonna like grab her first and then he just grabs a hot dog yeah it it was weird it was like 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 it's it's, kind of sauce it's a it's a good payoff joke um but i think that you're right the scene goes on for way too fucking long already like it loses impact because you like you don't really notice it's a joke until later Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and yeah, and yeah. The pay, don't get me wrong. The payoff is there at the end. Yeah. But I mean, I, I you got sesame seeds flying off the bun, <laughs> and I'm and her flying out the car. I'm like, all right, you shave thirty seconds off the front end, forty five seconds off the back end, and it probably flows beautifully. But some stuff there just weirded me out. But man, let's get in the cyborg. This is this is the part where and and don't you know I'm I'm not one of these cats on Twitter and stuff who's you know wants to burn down Warner Brothers with their torches and pitchforks right. and all that, but I'm like how how do you, how do you get rid of his story? 
because so much like I mean Fisher has said it Snyder said it hey he was the heart of the film you definitely see that here and I know Fisher you know Ray Fisher has had his dispute with the studio with Joss Whedon Jeff Johns producers and all I find myself wondering like why because Cyborg's story in this is so much of what Johns did with Cyborg right New 52 why why is he getting rid of his own work and it it flows beautifully into the film. Um, you see the the relationship he has with his mother, you know, is um I think is reminiscent of, you know, how a lot of boys, black men especially are, with their mm. with their mothers when they have difficult relationships with the father, whether or not he's in the home or not. Um, and, you know, we see the stands we see up in the stands after he scores a game winning touchdown, you know, he's happy for a second, sees his mother, then sees his father's seats empty. The whole perception changes for him. The car accident, like right before it, it hits. You know, you, you see how broken down he is inside. Then he turns to the to his mother, and then bam, you know, the accident happens. She's taken from him forever at this point. And mm. He's basic. He's basically a corpse. And you know, his his father and cyborg can't see it at this time, but you know. It's the it's the ultimate act of love, really. You know, I've I've lost right. your I've lost your mother. You're dying right now. I'm, you know, it's his way of saying, "Hey, I'm trying to make up for all the times I screwed up your you know your entire life right now by saving him." And you know, obviously, Cyborg doesn't see it that way. Yes, and um, Joe Morton sells the hell out of that fucking scene. Yeah, the the, like, the the entire role with him trying to, I guess. To repair his relationship with Victor is it was just really touching. Yes. And it's it's literalized so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. I think uh, yeah, that now nah, now that AJ mentioned it, yeah, that that is kind of odd now that you mention it. Like because again, like I don't know what they took out, what they what they didn't take out. Like again, right. this is just entirely new for me, but that's crazy though. Just for them to, the, I don't know, just the idea of that, of all of that being cut out is just so bizarre to me. Because, because it is, it's the central part of the movie. Everything, yeah. everything kind of, the movie itself doesn't have like a really strong narrative. It doesn't have a strong plot, but emotionally, like, and I guess slightly thematically, everything kind of branches off from a cyborg. Yeah. Yes. That, and so, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, like, much like we talked about the VVS, like if there's a way to cut that into a Man of Steel 2, like it should be, honestly, if there's a way to cut Justice League, Zack Snyder's Snyder, you know, the Snyder cut into a cyborg movie that just happens to have the Justice League in it, you know? I mean, was, was it, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Cyborg supposed to have a movie? Yes. Yes, he, he was, absolutely. That's but I why feel- I, I kind of wondered, um, was this always the plan for Cyborg to be so heavily involved in this film? Or was it Snyder scene? Okay, hey, they didn't like the reception from my first two films. He saw the the plan for this universe kind of falling apart. Did he say, hey, I'm going to do Cyborg justice here? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's, it, it I is an interesting like, question. I feel like um, most of it is just that everyone else has already been set up that you would have to really kind of sell Cyborg because he's the only one that hasn't, that either isn't being saved or doesn't have like a specific role. Batman had one huge movie. Superman had two huge movies. Uh, Wonder Woman already had her huge movie already. Uh, mm-hmm. You only have Cyborg and Flash to really develop. And the Flash, I, I don't think that he really interested uh, Snyder as much. 
um, yeah. character-wise, and then you have Cyborg, who, who, because of the New 52 stuff, is connected to the Mother Boxes already. It's easy to kind of front-load uh, Cyborg into this. Everyone else doesn't really need that much development. Mm, yeah, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. But yeah, you're totally right. It's a powerful scene, and it's powerful themes, and it's the, the best part of the movie. And not only just this one chapter that it's in, but throughout the movie, mm. now that it's introduced, it's it's really wonderful and it's that moment like i i know that part three um beloved mother beloved son starts with like the barry allen stuff you know and mm -hmm. it's okay it's fine i i enjoyed the the the, the jokey stuff and i like that they cut down like some of the jokes are still really bad and they're almost all from uh retained in the weeding cut but they trimmed them down a little bit so i appreciate that but once we head to cyborg stuff once we head into like the flashback like kind of section and the movie becomes something different. It becomes mm. almost to the level of Man of Steel, you know, of something like that's so majestic and grand, mm -hmm. but also really personal, you know, because Man of Steel is like a really epic kind of scope movie. But the core of it, though, the, the narrative is an intimate character story. And that's what like beloved mother, beloved son is. Like you're seeing like Cyborg learn how to like uh, control like the internet and like uh, all the kind of information systems that the globe has. But it's it's just him trying to become comfortable with his body. It's just him trying to learn how to be comfortable with himself again. And I love that that balance. And it makes that makes this movie like okay. Now I know what this movie is going for. I, now after that, I just I just kind of enjoy the rest of the movie. Now mm. like okay. Now I'm. Now I get that this movie actually is trying something really, really ambitious here, character-wise at least. Mm -hmm. um, but like, anyone else want to talk about either parts three or four? Uh, actually, part four is probably <laughs> one of my probably one of my favorites because I love. It's really good. I, I love when teams come together. Like I love yeah. seeing it in comic books. Yes. And, I, before, before you get in, real, I want to say. Mm -hmm. um, what you're about to talk about, and I'm gonna let you have that, but mm -hmm. it's so much better than the Whedon version. It's so much fucking better. <laughs> I wish I had seen this version originally because it, it's 99% the same, but the few changes actually just rearrange the context of it thematically, plot wise, story structure wise. It's so good. But yeah, go on. Yeah, like I, I love the team coming together shit like that. I don't know. When I see that in comic books, I ain't going to hold y'all, man. Like, I scream. Like, I start hollering. And then when I was watching, like, just the team coming together and fighting Steppenwolf for the first time, I was like, yes, give me more of this. Uh, so that, that was a huge highlight for me. And I knew from then on, like, the movie was kind of going to skyrocket from here. And also, too, it's just like, um, I don't know, like, I think it, it hit a little harder too because it's like some of these characters are kind of very different from their comic book versions. So the fact that they were able to mesh together and then kind of just like fight Stefano for the first time and kind of learn about each other at the same time, that was really enjoyable. Um, and also I noticed the part where, um, where we first think it's Martha that's speaking to Lois, oh. but it's Marsha Manhunter. I, I really, I really, really wish it, it was smart. just Martha. Right. Like I like there's no point there's no point to that fucking scene. Like because they don't even refer back to it. It's just a really awkward scene. Like we only see Marshmander two times in this movie. That and later. 
and like when Marpa leaves and they say goodbye and Lois closes the door, you cut right there and it wouldn't matter to a later scene of Marshmallow. You wouldn't lose anything. Yeah, because here's here's the here's the here's the weird part about that scene. It's because if they had cut out that part where you did reveal it's Martian Manhunter, like it would have just flowed better later on when they when they Absolutely. saw Clark. But the fact that because I was thinking it's like okay cool yeah because the, the only times you see like Martha is when she loses her home yeah and, and then like when she's just back you know having that just be Martha shows that like they're still in each other's lives like they, they're, they're still they're still each other's support system like Martha's mm -hmm. lost their home of course she would go to Lois and like have a heart to heart yeah, like it, it just feels so so isolated yeah if it, it just, was. It, it it soured the like because the mood it like Marfa Mar 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 saying some really hardcore shit like they're worshiping and mourning a symbol but they're not mourning my son they don't know who he was like just it, and then like you just that's Marshall Mentor saying that that's kind of weird yeah it was just like yeah, it was like <laughs> uh, wait yo bro like you you have a you have a you have a hard off for Superman or something, bro. Like, what's up with you? <laughs> that's that's too far. But it just it's a flakes the scene, and it's one of those things again where like Snyder is doing too much self indulgent shit. Like, like he he's he's not thinking about the story. He's thinking about what's cool. And like, isn't it cool if Marper's eyes became red and became Martian Manter? And then also became the general guy. And like, it's too much in one scene. Like, maybe have like maybe do it subtly. You know, mm -hmm. uh, but then you have like a whole scene where she become it goes from Marfa to Marjamanter and then to the general guy. Like, it's too much for one it's scene. Too, it was too much, man. I think that like that part like really irked the fuck out of me when I saw it. <laughs> the, the thing is, you don't lose any of the coolness if you just keep Martian Manhunter as the little post credit thing. Exactly, because um, doesn't inform the, the two scenes don't inform each other. Only thing not at all. The only thing that you would that you would know or get confirmed is that he's the general guy. But you yeah. could probably guess that uh, from hearing his voice, like, oh, oh, and maybe have him say a line because that, that was from later, right? Have him say a line, was like, yeah, we've met before, you know, or like something corny like that. Because that seems kind of corny anyway. Um, and that way we, we we can be like, oh, it was the guy who's voicing him. Maybe is also that same actor. You know, you don't have to have like the scene that ruins an emotional moment. Mm hmm. And that's what I love about BBS and Memphis Steel because it leaves those emotional moments be. Uh, but then in BBS, like you get emotional moments and then like you just get a lot of weird uh, universe building, Justice League teasing bullshit as well that just ruins things. I'll say <laughs> this, man. Somebody, somebody got somebody to gotta make another <laughs> cut on YouTube. They gotta cut that shit out. Like cut out, cut <laughs> out the Martian Manhunter part. I'm, I, I don't worry. I'm, I'm on. I'm, we're gonna, we're gonna make, but all of us, we're gonna make the Man of Steel two cut of BBS, and we're gonna make yes. the slightly the slightly better version of the Snyder cut. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that'd be awesome. Well, because it's so easy to do these things, you know. These could lift, right. lift right out. But no, you were saying. Do you have anything more to say about the fight, uh, the tunnel fight, or? Uh... Hey, listen. When when Aquaman popped up. Like at the end, I was just like, "Yo, okay, let let's go." But okay, this movie is beginning. This move, I love, like I love the team building stuff, and I love when the random character just comes out the cut and saves everybody. That shit right there, that's some good action comic booky shit for me, bro. Like it doesn't take much to please me. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> right. All right. So I I need to talk about the tunnel fight because it's it's my favorite scene in the entire movie. Cyborg has the best like emotional character plot, but the mm -hmm. tunnel fight 
is my favorite set piece sequence in the entire movie. It's four hours long, but I just love it so much because it means so much. And the tunnel fight in the original cut, it's 99% the same. All right. Mm-hmm. And just like one little two pickup shots here. And uh, if we, can, we can get into them if you want, but they're overall pointless. The entire fight is basically the exact same way. It plays out from beat to beat the exact same way. Um, but in this version, the Snyder cut, it's, it means a lot more in terms of like the emotional highs and lows of the team. Especially uh, for Diana. Exactly. But also for like Bruce and what he thinks the team is about. Yeah. Because basic narrative structure, in, especially in like a team setting like this, you have the first mission fail at like hard as fuck. That way you set the stakes for what they need to do and what they need to get better at. And this tunnel fight goes so fucking hard at it. And like it, it shows them as like just these incompetent, almost bumbling dickheads that all they're all trying their best but they're just getting outclassed and they're, they're saving people but overall it's just a mess like everyone's doing their own thing and they hammered home by saying like Diana and batman like going like, we're supposed to be a team but everyone else is just kind of like doing their own random shit and there's nothing cohesive about it the, the team is chaos you know the team is just chaos it's a mess and i love that because like the the theme and the score by um by junkie xl uh, this hammers home like this is a low point like they got out of this but they got out of it barely they barely saved these people and they just they failed at like even mounting a successful defense you know um like especially when they're like they're like hanging on for dear life on, like on the night crawler as everything's flooding it's like a huge low point like this is this is so emotionally like immersive i i'm in this scene i am feeling as like down in the dumps as they are it's it's wonderful it's so good. It's so impressive that you take a scene, a sequence, like 10 to 15 minutes, that's exactly the same, almost exactly the same, and yet it, the, the mood and atmosphere is completely different. Yeah. Um, tun- tunnel scene, um, I, I agree with practically everything um, you just laid out on. It, it just shows you how slight tweaks can completely change something. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Like the stuff, like I was going back to saying how it was a uh, stuff between Steppenwolf and Diana, how like like he's taunting, like they're kind of taunting each other back and forth, like yeah, um, you know Diana charges in, stabs a parademon, smirks at him, and she's knocked his axe out of his hand, like do you really want to do this? And you know <laughs> Bull rushes him to the wall, and he's like, oh blah uh blah blah, like I just killed, I can't remember the exact words, but insinuating that you know he killed. All of the Amazons on Themyscira, and and you can see she starts to lose her shit really. Or like you have Batman just barely hanging on, and you you, you get the stakes, you get the drama, right? And it's laid out like immaculately, and I, and I love that. I think it's, I think that's also like the perfect place to like end. Oh yeah. the shit! What what happens next week? And it it totally fucks, you know? Um, yeah, I think that's that's all I have to say about parts two or three. Uh, I don't have any more notes on there. Uh, what I did love uh, a lot. And it's a small thing, is that I loved how the parademons were in this version. Like in the reading cut, um, they mostly do some of the same things, but they're mm. more like mindless uh, minion henchmen drones. Like they're insects and like they're just flying around, which is very classic. I mean, Kirby did that too. Um, they're, they're basically like the apocalypse uh, counterparts to New Genesis's bugs, you know, mm-hmm. that, that whole society. They're not, they're mindless and uh, they're ravenous and all that kind of stuff. It, it's classic and standard to do that. But I, but there have been moments in comics where they're, they're portrayed as more like troopers, and that's how they are in this. Like they're they take initiative. Um, they show some 
parts of in, like moments of being ingenious and and just thinking things out, problem solving. I love that. Yeah, no, shout out to the one MVP of the Parademons. I guess we'll get into it. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Like he 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 basically he almost tears the whole thing down at the end of the movie, man. Yeah, he that that Parademon should have been like Dark Side in disguise. It would have saved Dark Side's character because <laughs> Dark Side's a fucking moron in this movie. Promote that Parademon, all right? Yeah. Um. Uh, anyway. Okay, so other than that, um, I guess we can move on to parts, um, part five, uh, which is called All the King's Horses, which is, I think, the big chunk of the movie. It's like almost an hour in itself. So I yeah. uh, want to head into this row. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let either one of you guys go for this one. All right, Adrian, you go. I, I know I'm okay. dominating a lot. Yeah. And now you're good. This is when we bring back, just to make sure, this is when they bring back Superman. Right? Yes, it's, yeah. a super, it's a Superman resurrection heist. Yeah. Yeah, I love so, <laughs> um, one thing I like before they actually get into, you know, bringing Superman back. Um, and I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know if I like this change as much from the um, theatrical version. In this one, it seemed like Diana's, she has some hesitancy, but she's much more willing to bring Superman back here. I know these two films don't have anything to do with each other, but. After just seeing Wonder Woman uh, 84, what, a couple months ago? Right. It, you know, it, it seems like, eh, you didn't learn your lesson as much as you thought, Diana. Yeah, that's like um, a too. Like, Yeah. But, um, and The Flash, you know, he's for it. Like, Aquaman is like the only one who has some sense. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Like, hey, guys, this might not be the smartest thing to do, which, which just kind of struck me as a little funny. Yes. Um. I love going back to team building. I love the graveyard sequence. Mm. Um, Barry, you know, with Barry being like, "Hey, do you think she'll go for younger guys?" <laughs> it was like, "Hey, man, everybody's younger than her." Getting into the history between uh, the Amazons and the Atlanteans with Diana and um, Arthur—that that's great. Like I said, that that's the type of stuff I want. If you're going to do HBO Max spinoffs of this universe, which I doubt they ever do, don't focus on the main team, man. Give me the the stuff that happened thousands of years ago in the fallout from the history lesson that it seemed like none of us really cared for very much. Um, <laughs> but then, okay, so we get into the um, the actual going to resurrect Superman with the, with the mother box. Um, the other, I like, um, you know, they're, they're clearing out um, the Star Labs research site around the Kryptonian ship, and um, um, Cyborg Silas Stone, excuse me, you know, he's like, "Hey, something's going. This can't be right. Something's going on." And while everybody else is evacuating, he's saying it's a false alarm, which you know he's right. And then it's at that moment, I guess, the connection between him and his him and Cyborg when he sees Cyborg with the team, I, I really like. It, it's subtle, like I, a lot of people might not even pick up on it, but it's like. The the acknowledgement between father and son, like, hey, this is this is what I envision for you, and the son and the son is like kind of not necessarily forgiving his dad, but you know, letting him know, hey, you're right, I can be a part of something greater, mm -hmm. and um, I, that I really I really liked. Um, what else was it? And then. Okay, I'll take it back. Arthur wasn't the only smart one who like maybe we shouldn't do this. <laughs> the Kryptonian ship, when you when you have a ship that's practically been destroyed, telling hey guys, this, this might not be the best idea. Right, you know, we've, we've come across <laughs> apocalyptic tech before. Let's not do this. 
Right. You pro- you probably should have listened. Um. And the, and then what? What else was it? What else was it? Yeah, the the first nightmare sequence with Cyborg. Um. That was scene. fine, but yeah, I'm I'm just trying to remember what all went down in that first one. I I know I know what went down. Um, if you want me to give you a refresher, yeah, yeah, you know, we see. We see um, Wonder Woman's funeral and Apocalypse ships about to um, land on Themyscira. And then we see uh, the Atlantean soldiers get like completely um, decimated by the Omega yeah. effect. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay uh, um, and then I think those are the big two. Oh, wait, we see um, Lois's death and Darkseid like, uh, coming out of Superman and putting his hand on the shoulder. Putting the hand on the shoulder. And, okay. then, uh, and then him over the crumbling um, Hall of Justice. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, and then, and then that's when Cyborg's like, "Hey, like, let's not do this." I, you know, a lot, a lot of that scene, scene, same, same as a theatrical cut, except for you know what we obviously just talked about. Um, I like how I, I'm not the biggest fan, the fan of that scene, and I wasn't in the theatrical cut either. But it makes more sense here. Is I guess what I'm trying to get to, what? and it also foreshadows what. How the Flash is going to use his powers to right. the end of the film. We start seeing that that connection to the Speed Force. So that so I really like that. Yeah, like when he taps into it, and all of a sudden the picture of Jarrell is coming. Not Jarrell. Um, Pa Kent is coming out of the water. The Mother Box is going backwards. Yes, um, it's 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 more it's more stylish and it's more visually impressive. And you're right; it does foreshadow like the entire like climax of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it has more purpose because in the, in the in the theatrical cut it's so bare bones and simple like oh just touch the water of electricity yeah um and it's still the same it's still like this is a pretty lame way of bringing Superman back to life like it's so it's still really simple but at least it a- has more going on in terms of ramifications right like the theatrical cut I can t- I feel like they were just trying to get to the Superman fights the team part as quick as possible yeah um. So, so don't get me wrong. I like it there. I also the the fight. I mean, you know, there there are some there are some cool things in in the fight itself. Like, and there are some things I don't agree. With. I don't think Superman should be able to follow a Flash when he's ta- when he's tapped into the Speed Force. Oh, like, yeah, that, you know, <laughs> like I understand Clark is fast, but not Speed Force Flash, bro. Um, but him him just like tossing Aquaman to the side him basically recycling cyborg right like <laughs> like any other tin can I mean that stuff is it's great in 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 pieces right right but I guess from the from story standpoint it doesn't necessarily flow like hey Lois just is snapping him out of it or, or at least show us something a little more like if you're alluding to Lois being pregnant at the time like how Clark just in the beginning of the fight Clark Uses his X-ray vision, scans all of them. Exactly. Ha- have him just scan Lois right quick. It's, it's it, like, I think like, okay, let me stop there. I think you have a point, especially when you're talking about how they do it and like what happens in the fight scene. It's it's still really simple, and yeah. that's really the the big failing of the movie as a whole. It's still really simple. It's a simple movie, mm-hmm. and and that's why I think we we're talking about this before we started, you know, kind of recording. But that's why I don't really remember much of it because. Is nothing to really hang on to. You remember like the character beats. You remember like the the, the big set pieces, but yeah. like the story, uh, it's a big 
kind of muddled area because it's, it's not that impressive and it's not as impressive. It, it wasn't impressive in the Dutch record either. And it's not made some of the stuff, some of the big stuff isn't made um, so impressive here. But yeah, go on if you have anything more. Uh, I mean, that, that was pretty much much it. You know, my the fight, it worked a little bit better for me than in the theatrical cut because it just didn't seem like they were trying to rush it to the fight scene, I should say. But, you know, it's and it, and it looks cool on viewing it, but, you know, on uh, subsequent viewings, you know, you start to break things down. Like, hey, you know, little little things like, hey, scan and scan Lois. Oh, she's pregnant. So, hey, let's get let's get out of here instead of just. Or or even stuff like this is four hours. We could have given Superman an actual character scene. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he doesn't really get much to do, and it's more obvious here than in the actual cut. Because even though he's still very slight in the actual cut, he gets the first scene. He gets the first scene in the movie, mm-hmm. and so he, you, his presence is like stamped like throughout the movie. Um, Meanwhile, here it's four hours, and he gets like the same amount of screen time, so it feels much smaller. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, like if you could have done more, I'm not saying spend a whole, you know, thirty minutes at the farm, but more more stuff like that, just little <laughs> stuff with Clark, because because that's what I think this large parts of this movie were missing. Once, especially once he was brought back, you know. We're so focused on Superman, and I I get it, right? You, you got Steppenwolf here; he's collecting mother boxes. You can destroy the Earth. They discovered anti life is here. I understand all of that. You need Superman, but give me bits of Clark because right. I think that's what like I think Snyder gets cl- the Clark aspect, even maybe so a little bit better than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. And I I would I just would have loved to see more of that because the stuff on the farm. Like I say, the farm scene stuff is mo- is mostly great, but it's so um, slight, and it's yeah. it's it's very bare bones, even in this version. Yeah, that's what um, I'm saying. Extend it out, extend it out some form. Yeah. Hey, Rose. So, um, yeah, I think uh, that. Uh, yeah. Part five was again. I thought it was solid. I think, if anything, part five did a great job of. Again, kind of just like solidifying like this weird oddball team. Because again, for me, like, I don't know, just a lot of these characters aren't what I envisioned them to be. Mm-hmm. But I think this movie did a great job of solidifying that, especially, you know, the scene with, you know, Cyborg and Flash just like shooting the shit about Wonder Woman. Like, that part was funny to me. That was cool. Yeah, it's great um, character stuff, man. Huh? It's great, great character stuff. So again, it was like, okay, you know what? Like, I can. It warms me up to these new versions of these characters. Uh, the Superman stuff, um, now that you mentioned it, <laughs> I'm not, that shit was kind of funny. I ain't gonna lie. Just like Superman turning his head. I was like, yo, bro, how are you able to do this? I know both of you guys have like super speed, but just like, I liked it, but it was funny at the same time. Like, it's just like, come on, bro. Like, are you serious? Um, but just even the scene like before that where you know the flash had to do his thing i thought that i thought that part was actually pretty damn cool because again it was just like flash just like i don't know just using his powers to i guess to, to the max you know for like a, a great cause um but overall the superman scene where you know he's back i don't know there was just something weird about like that whole thing i don't know it's just like so you couldn't recognize your friends you 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 were beating the shit out of your friends, but you you, you recognize Lois. 
all of a sudden i don't know i just hate tropes like that it's yeah it's so it's so easy it's, yeah it's i don't like it because it's like i don't know just something about those those tropes like something about that just like bothered me it's like dude you like you had like a whole movie where you and bruce were going back and forth if anything him and him, him and lois should kind of have like that same kind of i don't know memory or emotional weight but all of a sudden it took lois for you to remember she's like no bro especially no. when you, 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 you're bro you're describing the theatrical cut <laughs> because he does remember batman in that scene and he gets pissed off yeah, <laughs> it's so, dude. Are, are you secretly like Jeff Johns, man? Pull off your mask. Yeah, because <laughs> that's literally <laughs> Jeff Johns or Josh Sweden must have had the same exact thought. Because that's why that's in the theatrical cut. He like he wakes up, he sees Batman, he's like, "You killed me, you see, you son of a bitch," and he starts beating on him. <laughs> but he didn't kill him, though. <laughs> see, yeah, even even that doesn't work because you know by by the end of that movie, yeah, don't get me wrong, they they beat each other's ass like 30 minutes prior to that in bbs but by the end of that movie you know they're they're boys bruce has mm-hmm. saved your mom uh y'all <laughs> so i mean uh <laughs> yeah, i don't know just that that shit bothered me so much man like yeah it, it, the, it, the entire that is also a really weak part of the movie um and part of that is because now i know i, know I just went on to say like i think the tunnel sequence uh tunnel fight is like really well implemented and it's placed in a really great position mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like you want to see their low point see where they're failing at and what they need to improve on and you know when we get to like all the king's horses and everything the superman uh what you call it uh, resurrection heist uh, is um it jumps over several key steps because it comes mm. so suddenly like naturally you would see in terms of like an actual story you would see where they fail at them trying to get better but still not quite there and then you would see some men or whatever they need to you know bring about to give them the extra boost uh, to finally succeed as a team and here they fail oh we gotta bring back the heavy hitter and like uh, no it feels too sudden it feels like they just ran out of ideas they didn't mm-hmm. want to try it, it you know and superman is helpful but he's not really the reason why they win yeah so like you, you could have shown if you wanted to like make that a big plot point you could have shown them try again and be better team and then still fail and then they'd be messing men and i know that seems that might seem like a lot but this is still like a four-hour long fucking movie so i think yeah. they, they could yeah. they could have had time they could have had time to, to do that like it would <laughs> it would have been better to make the superman bring bring him back at least in one of those fights we should have just demolished them and like, okay, hey, we need some help because the tunnel scene sequence, yeah, they're not, you know, the most well of a team, but you know, they're they're giving Steppenwolf and then as you say we just go we jump directly to bringing um Clark back after that. I think one I think one more sequence where he just goes to town on the team. If Steppenwolf did to them what he did to the Amazons in the beginning, I'd be like, All right, yeah, hey, y'all need some help. Um because you you look at it even, you know, the the final fight until Clark shows uh, Superman shows up. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, I don't want to get too ahead. I don't want to get too ahead. Y'all I'm, right. I'm starting to pick this apart a little more than I yeah. thought I would. Oh, right. well, we'll get into that more in the final fight. But that's what I yeah. mean. I don't really like that because it feels too sudden. It feels too jarring. And it feel it felt jarring in the theatrical cut. And it's one of those things that's just not made better. 
Um, it's one of those things mm. that was always like on a script level, on like a planning, the narrative level just didn't flow. Mm-hmm. Either you bring back Superman like early on, or you bring him back later. This weird middle point just feels like we're we're kind of like rushing to get to it. Like right. like Barry Allen's like, I guess we're we're all we're all thinking the same thing. Like, what are you thinking? You just heard that that the mother box can can change phases. Like, you turn like water into ice, ice into water. You can you can warp reality a little bit. And like, what are you thinking? Bring Superman back. That's not what. I, why is your mind nothing? Nothing that was said <laughs> influences that. I forget what is it the actual cut or this cut where they say like, what if the body never decayed? I think in the, I think it was the actual cut where they make a point of saying that Superman's body like doesn't decay or, or rot. Um, and I feel like um, I feel like that I feel like that set up. Yeah, they talked about that in the theatrical. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like that was at least the line that was that kind of set up the whole this brings Superman back to life thing more than Barry Allen just going. I guess it's what we're all thinking. Like, no, that's not natural. Right? Like, it's it's not some. It's a, too much of a logical jump, um, which I really didn't like. And I I like how fun the resurrection heist is. Like, they all have the little roles to play. Like, cyborgs hacking and Barry Allen's in a costume, um, a disguise outfit. It's really fun, but it feels like a detour. And like this, this is a four line movie. There shouldn't be detours, you know. Mm-hmm. You had you had you had time to make a, a natural flowing progressing story and it feels like uh, we didn't need to go all this way to do this and so i understand why that was cut you know at least i do like one thing or i do like one thing a, a lot and that's mm-hmm. when batman is being like um like beat down by superman and he said like no clark this world needs you i like he sound ben affleck i think sounds so like genuinely heartbroken like mm-hmm. he's about to cry, and like that just hit me, you know, like like he like he sounds like so like like disappointed and sad, um, and it just made that scene. It made that scene because like I know a lot of people have said this, but Batman in this movie like is really trying hard to be the emotional core that the, that the team needs, um, and like he's trying to live up to Superman's example. He's trying to be more Boy Scouty. He's trying to be a little more like being like the team father, team leader, team dad that the league needs. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that really kind of makes the movie a lot. Um, and he, even though he doesn't really have like an actual kind of character arc, it, it helps give him some nice development too. And so hearing him like be that like let down and like that like shock that Superman isn't hasn't come back as all hunky dory, it felt it hit hard. It hit me, hit me. Uh, but the rest of it's like lame, really lame. Yeah, that like yeah. I think the the best word <gasps> to describe that as uh, you, the, I like the word that you use a lot, janky. Yeah, janky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that definitely fits. Um, but I did like um Vic's dad's plan and all that. Like I I, I that got me. Like, what the fuck is he doing? He just killed himself for yeah, no fucking that, reason. That, that definitely <laughs> hit me. Uh, and then and then when like Cyber so figured it out, like, oh that guy was a genius. I had to cross it out of my notes. Um like, oh, sorry for saying that was dumb. That was actually pretty smart. But in the, the astral cut, they figure out because it's on the news and it adds like more worldliness to the movie, like mm-hmm. you get, you get the idea that the world's reacting to what's happening. Meanwhile, in the Snyder cut, it feels like this is like a random weekend for everyone else. Like like no one gives a shit about what's going on, and so it feels really isolated. And like I think that's something that's been happening since Man of Steel in diminishing quantity. Like Man of Steel, you get like Superman and the world, and then you get Superman and some of the world not as much and in this you get 
Justice League and none of the world. It just feels yeah. like. Yeah. Honestly, no, it's, it's Justice League with Star Labs and some cops. Yeah. That's one, co- one cop. Yeah, <laughs> one <yeah>. cop. <laughs> one cop. Uh, not just in this scene. That's uh, through most of the movie. You know, I think about it. You get the Star Labs guys at the tunnel scene, the Star Labs guys at the resurrection, the cops at the resurrection. I'm trying to think. Is that why they added the Russian family? Yes, very likely because they need to have some reaction to what's going on. And the Russian family isn't a bad idea because I think one of the best parts of Man of Steel is the Daily Planet staff, which are basically the Russian family in that movie, especially yeah. in the final act. Like you see the the final battle from their perspective and how they're caught up in it, and it's it's at least like one of the top three scenes in that movie. It just it feels empty. It feels empty. You know, it makes yeah. the movie feel weightless at moments when it should be more hard hitting. Like we don't even see anyone react to men like kind of come back to life. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That that should have been that should have been a big a big thing. Yeah, now that I think about about it more, um, like hey, stop all the presses, Daily Planet special edition kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It should have been like it should have like I'm one of those people who hates you know people taking out their phones every stupid little thing. But I think this is one of the very few times where we could have used the scene where just a bunch of random people. Oh my god, people with the phones out. He's back. Like. This felt too isolated, bro. Mm. Like it's almost like it's almost like a, a comic book happening. Like it's like a comic book that's happening, but it, it's ignoring <laughs> continuity in a sense. Right. That's how isolated it feels, and it's it's kind of uncomfortable in a sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's another reason why I don't really. I rewatched it three times, but I keep forgetting it, and I never really want to watch it again because there's no there's nothing that really draws me in the same way, like. In BBS and Man of Steel, you feel the world, like mm-hmm. you feel like a part of it. In this one, there's no there's no way to feel a part of it. You're just watching a story. It's just yeah. it's just something you're watching. It, it has that emotional resonance. Yeah, because you know? even even in BBS, like you had the the final battle with you know um um what's what's his name um Doomsday doomsday wonder woman batman and superman like yo that took place in the center of everything you see like, like news reporters you see the reactions of like yeah. oh it's the daily planet you see the, yeah. the president cabinet you see the generals you see you see so much kind of perspective on it yeah, and then just... and, then, and then the montage at the end you see the, the human's perspective you see like the civilian perspective like um and it, it hits you it hits you hard you, you don't really get any of that yeah those things were in public like yeah, they affected the public it just feels um there's no impact the public should know hey guys these superheroes are together. There and they saved the world. They saved the world. There is no reason why this fight, well, everything that's happening is so con- self-contained. Like, no, dude, the public needs to know, like, that's, well, we're going to get into, you know, um, parts two and, and three later on. But yeah. yeah, like, if this is the first movie and you are a team, the public needs to know. The public needs to be affected by by some way, somehow. If Superman is back, I need to see people with cameras. I need to see people freaking out. But again, it's way too self-condensed for me. It's, it's the reverse problem of, and like you say, not to compare, but it's the reverse problem of like the MonsterVerse movies, right? Yeah. The MonsterVerse movies, we're saying, hey man, I don't care about the humans. I don't need to see their reactions to Godzilla or King Kong or whatever. It's the reverse. Here, you you, you need it um, to, to ground like you say, everything. To, 
Yes, exactly. Thank you. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's it's an okay, it's an okay part. Um, the one thing I really don't like, though, and that really sticks out to me, is again, uh, Dark Side. He's a fucking moron. All right. Yeah. So we have we have this scene, right? And it's been a big point of contention. And Snyder is has has uh, on his Vero uh, commented some bullshit rationalization. Like I'm calling it bullshit. I'm calling it bullshit. Um, but okay, so we have Steppenwolf finding out that anti life is on Earth, and he calls Darkseid, and Darkseid's like, "Oh, you you found the missing planet." And I'm like, "What do you fuck do you mean missing planet? What what, what do you mean you not know it was Earth? You were here. You almost got killed here." I mean, you you knew that Atlantic life was here the last time you were here, mm-hmm. and that's the only thing in your life that you want. And you didn't make a note. You didn't write it down somewhere. You know, draw a circle on a map. And it's so stupid because it makes Starside look so fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, like first off, what was his reason? Because I don't think I haven't been on his there. Snyder, Snyder said, like, oh, it's been 5,000 years, and he was too busy um, fighting other people for control of Apocalypse, and by the time he became undisputed ruler again, uh, he'd forgotten. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, this just cemented this film is not canon for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it, it's like the only thing that, that, he, that gives his life meaning, you know? Yeah. Absolutely, and the people are like, oh, he was, he, oh, he was, he was just, he was young. He was too busy conquering. Why would he need to conquer? He really knows where this is. He would just stake it out. And that's and that's what makes again. That's what makes the theatrical a little bit better in this one regard because it's Steppenwolf, and, and he's he, supposed he, to be an idiot. Yeah, he's supposed to be an idiot, and he tried to fight for the planet. And he tried to conquer it for Darkseid, and he lost. And of course, Darkseid's gonna be pissed because this is where Antilife is. And so Darkseid's like out waiting it out, and he sends Dark Side again, like to try and redeem himself and try to conquer it again. Um, and like that works. It does Darkseid's more like aloof. He's like more of a greater scope kind of villain. He's like just waiting to see how things play out, you know. Um, but here he's like more in the forefront, but everything we see about him makes him look like a dumbass Ooh, yeah i hadn't heard that reasoning before all right all right zach i got dingy a couple points on that one bro. <laughs> um, the lost planet how'd you lose a planet <laughs> how do you lose a planet see i see i would have rather the excuse have been you know like in everything else we've seen with the uh mother boxes whether it be from comics animated tv blah 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 that's what you use to open the boom tombs right boom tombs say hey i can't boom i can't boom to earth now my mother boxes are on earth because apparently all of apocalypse only has three mother boxes um yeah i can't boom to the earth anymore and since apocalypse is outside of the multiverse yeah i don't even know how to get there that's a better reason than telling me he forgot yeah both versions i think the boom tubes have nothing to do with mother boxes they don't exactly and like 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 and that's weird to me um now what i do like about the, the snyder cut about the mother boxes is that one they're given more of a wacky bullshit sci-fi explanation like mm-hmm. in, in the original Dash cut. They're just terraforming devices. That's it. In this one, they're like they're 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 re- they're almost reality warping phase changers. Like yeah. okay, that's cool. And there's and and Diana says there's a lot of them. This is just one of the ways they can be used. All right. Dark side is just decided to use these three in the way that he wants. All right. Uh, like okay. Uh, so there's more. 
not just these three. Other than that, uh, it, they're lame and like uh, they don't really add anything to the movie. Like it's just terraforming plot number sixty three, you know. Mm -hmm. And the new gods are more than that. Dark side is more than that. It 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 just feels so so disappointing to see them reduced to such a level where dark side is just a a growling axe swinging punchy warlord barbarian and the mother boxes are just terraforming devices yeah don't get me wrong my fanboy head i'm glad to finally see a version of dark side live action yeah but, he looks cool he's nice yeah, cool. yeah. but he he probably <laughs> shouldn't if you were going to continue with zach's vision which like i said they're not don't don't throw him in the first justice league movie you you can do an apocalyptic invasion just hold everybody back but dark side bring your bring your furies in bring in calabac bring in steppenwolf this should have been calabac all right we'll get that a little later this uh, yeah. all right. <laughs> I, I hate i hate to do it again i i hate to do it again but i'm gonna do it again they should have just kind of just do the thing with thanos man tease him yeah you absolutely. you know well we're probably gonna get to that but um <sighs> No, let's just get to part six. All right, yeah. Yeah, let's get to part six. Yeah. So, so like, we're going to uh, part six and and uh, seven or the epilogue, which are titled um, something darker, which is a terrible title, and um, a father twice over. Mm -hmm. These are really good. I'm gonna start here. These are really good parts, except for epilogue, which is ruined like two scenes that, that don't even exist. Um, like, but overall, ninety percent really good. Again, this is one of those things where like something darker part six is like ninety nine percent the same, but the thing that's different, the context of what's different make it so much more impactful and powerful yes. as, as a visual and emotional experience. Like uh, you have the, the team actually having a plan, them actually falling through with that plan, the parademons being really fucking smart, smart. and just the emotional weight of all of like their um, sort of uh, um, uh, talents and skills that come together in that cohesive whole where like they're, they're trading blows. They're like doing back to back kind of fighting. It, it's, and just like trying to support each other and like, you know, watching each other's backs. It's so good. And it's them rescuing big... Bruce. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Like Bruce isn't just like everyone stay back. If I don't live, you guys keep, you guys keep fighting. And, you know, this like Bruce is like literally like the canary. He's, he's all, he, he can't fight, but he's like a distraction. And that's so cool. It's, like Batman is like the main character, like not the main character movie. He's like the main instigator of this movie, but he's not like, overtaking mm. it in this final moment he's like i'll be the distraction i'll draw the fire you guys do the actual plan you know like that's so that's so great um and it's it's like it's, uh, the, everything that happens is like 99 percent the same but just the getting more of the motivations and like the inner workings and like uh development of what they were going for the characters, yes so much more uh but Roy, you got anything to say yeah um for me, this last part, well, this last part of the movie, we, we're, we're, we're going to talk about that epilogue later. Oh, yes, we are. Fuck that. Uh, uh, we're we're going to talk about that. But overall, I, I enjoyed it. This was like your, for me, this was like your typical cookie cutter end game part of the movie. Like, mm -hmm. I really didn't have too many complaints. Like when, you know, when Bruce was driving around and Aquaman just popped up on the top of the Batmobile. That shit was hot, bro. And mm. then that little that little slow scene where the all the Justice League was like together after that moment. 
that shit was cool, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like that, that was awesome. Overall, it it, it was t- pretty cookie cutter to me. Really? From yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it it was cookie cutter to me. You know, Superman piling them at the end. Right. But yeah. um, here's here is the cool part. Like, yeah. and here's what I think. Here's what I think. So I, you know, at the end when you know. Darkseid and his crew was looking at the Justice League and their crew. Bro, if if that was the only time we saw Darkseid, it would have been like, so cool. I bro, I would have <laughs> lost yes. my fucking shit. I would have like, yo. This is this is what I mean. We're like the first time we see Darkseid, all he does is like scream rawr, 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 and then get like chump like a like a bitch you know but exactly but so not, so here's here's what i here's exactly how i would do it like we see this is the only time we see dark side right the only time when you go when it's finally time to fight dark side whether it's in part two or part three then you can show the big scene where it's the amazon you know the Amazons yes you, you save that for like a prologue scene or something else that would have been perfect and Th- that's exactly why I, w- I was gonna do the, the whole comparison to the Avengers thing because like that would have been cool because like okay they know each other exists you guys see who each other you know they, they see who you know both sides see each other you know whereas the Avengers you know everything happens and then you see Thanos but no like this that's what I like about this part is like yo okay bro you see me I see you I'm like you know I'm gonna go kick your ass right all right cool I'll see you in two movies. Boom. Boom. But again, pretty cookie cutter. But again, I think that last part would have just hit better if we did not see that whole entire scene before then. Or the middle scene. That middle scene. But again, just again, all of this stuff that happened at the you know, at that part, I expected. Like it was nothing new to me, but mm. that doesn't mean that I still was not enjoyed. Yeah. You know, I, I I mean excuse me, I was still not entertained. Mm. Yeah. How about you, AJ? Um so we're okay, in fight, I like I say, I love I'll, I'll I'll even say I love all of this except for the dark side part, uh what Ro was just bringing up. Um you know, seeing seeing Bruce, you know, I guess by by this point, you know, he's gotten his shit together with fighters, fighting para, fighting parademons. You know, he's able to take a few of them out. He's throwing the batarangs or bombs on him. You know, it's, it's Sunday morning cartoons at its finest, right there. So, like I say, you know, I love most of, most of this final battle. You get the uh, Justice League c- coming together, saving Bruce. Bruce is a uh, a little more effective against parademons this time around. Was it? It's just little things in the entire. Um, this final battle that they plucked from the theatrical version, you put back in here, it fleshes them out more. The cyborg catching Aquaman, you don't have the whole stupid, uh, you know, ride ain't over yet, my man. All he does little, say, little my man, whips that don't, he does say, my man. Let's live more subdued, it's not like in your face, okay? Okay, okay. I knew the um, like I said, the ride ain't over yet, that stuff. Um, let's see what else. Um, this the slow mo shot, which uh i know we've all uh trashed everybody's pretty much trashed weed over the last year deservedly so that he he basically yanked straight out of um age of ultron mm. um that that's that's beautiful that's a that's a splash page come to life mm. um 
like I say, that's where Snyder gets it, his visuals more than anything. Matter of fact, I need to send y'all a clip. Somebody posted it on, um, I think, Twitter of that scene, but the old Justice League cartoons theme song playing over it. Oh, my God, it's sex, basically. Mm, all right. Um, the best part of all of this, okay, they, you know, su- Superman's shown up. He's he's just beating on Steppenwolf. Fine, you know, all that, all that's great. I'm glad to see Superman be do some Superman stuff. The moment comes where fl- where Cyborg is trying to separate the three mother boxes. And yeah. Flash is, Flash is having to charge up, charge up, charge mm. up, charge up. And it's just it's just drawing out. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, this thing might not go the way um, it had planned. You see the boom tube open up behind them. Mm. Dark side, granny goodness, the side. Everybody's looking menacing. Mm. Then the mother box, boom, blow no, let's stop you before that. I don't want to get to the mother box blowing up yet. Shout out to Parademon number one. Right. Um, um, like I said, throughout this fight um, and throughout the entire movie, the Parademons was like so much better. Like they're troopers. They have like ingenuity to them. And I won't, before I get to that one Parademon, like even in the beginning of this fight where like Batman is like kind of trapped in the um, the dome where like all the kind of crazy is happening, the fight's happening. Yeah. Uh, and he's like in his tank and they're kind of getting in and they come in like double file, like shooting. It feels like these are a- an actual threat and they're mm-hmm. threat because they're, they can think and uh, we get, yeah, go on. Cause we see it right here. Like, like we said, the one parademon, he, he basically t- takes flash out of commission. I'm trying to remember what happened. Does that, does Batman kill that parademon? Yeah, it does. I think so. Okay. So rest in peace to him. Um, but yeah, and that gives me not that I didn't like Flash in the movie because you know he, he had good character stuff. Yeah. But this this is the scene that really makes me excited to see Every, everyone. Yeah, loves as we as we're going for you know you got you got the guitar riff going on mm. with it, with him cutting into the Speed Force. The the mother boxes have exploded, wiped out the entire team, and then very just. He, like I said, he taps in, you know, he heals himself and then he starts going through, he breaks space time. You know, you, yeah. you, you saw teases of it earlier, yeah. but now it's like, he's, he's fully realizing his powers. He's like, Hey, I got to break the run, the one rule. And he, um, he rewinds time. And it was, <laughs> it was, it was the best. I think it, he it, realized it, it. It's, it's, a it's, a it's a, fantastic perfect combination of score acting yes. like shot yes. composition like he's running and every step is like reforging the road yes, and the is. world around him it's, like it's every perfect. step matters really. exactly um it's beautiful it really yeah. is a beautiful scene and yeah. uh, uh, so good uh and th- this is that was the standard i think most set pieces just involving the flash should have will will be held to from now on at least, at least theatrical you know I, mm. i'm not gonna, I'm gonna say what they can accomplish on the cw because obviously you know they don't have the book even even though hbo max has floated them a couple of a few dollars because that superman show they're doing that yeah it's it's, it's it's kind of like how um in days of future past when, when we first got like the first live action movie Quicksilver mm-hmm. and he has that like uh, time in a bottle scene and that's like a really great scene it still holds yes. up it's a fun scene and then like a couple months later he got Age of Ultron and like uh, no really no real yeah. co- no cool scenes man and so I feel really bad for Flashpoint <laughs> because 
uh, yeah. Like, are you gonna like, have to live up to this shit? Like, yeah, uh, they they have to. They they have to because if if there's a bar if, now, there's a bar exactly. And see, not even if the, if that's not there, because you know everybody talks about how this Barry Allen run, how it was Ezra Miller runs, I should say. So I mean that because he's running that same way in the scene because they but, re they reuse they reuse that footage. Um, mm -hmm, yeah, of, that I think that's the footage from where at the end of the theatrical cut. It's a montage. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's doing their own thing, but uh, it works so much better. Here. One because it's instead of like like a normal kind of run, um, he's he's doing like like I'm in pain. I'm like trudging through. Every step mm -hmm. is like is like an ocean kind of thing. And so when you yes. put that at the end of a theatrical kind of montage, it's like, what the fuck is he doing? But like when you put him like in a high intense situation where he's like he's he's like um, overpowering time itself, and you have the score, you have the visuals, like oh now this fucking run makes sense. You know, it's like it's like when you're trying to go against the current. It's it's you're not gonna be walking the same way you walk. You're gonna be like going for it if all your limbs, you know. Yep. Um, and let me and, let me interject here, man. Have y'all seen have Have y'all seen the memes about how somebody made a fake article about how Nav is going to be doing? <laughs> that was a, that was fake. Be, that was a fake yeah, article. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be doing the music for um the Flash movie. All I was just thinking about was just like, yo, what if in that scene, that scene probably would have been ten times better if it was just. Nav playing in the background, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah, go, go, go ahead, man. Continue, continue. All right. But no, I mean, it's really good. Yeah, no, ab absolutely. And then, you know, they split the mother boxes. You get the final scene with Victor kind of scene. Well, no, that was before he breaks through when he sees yeah. um the mo his mother and father again, the I'm, the I'm not broken and I'm not alone. Like, like that type of stuff. I I'm going to tell you the truth. If you take out the cyborg stuff from this film, which is what the theatrical cut did. This you, this you have no is, you have no arc. You have no emotion. The movie the movie has no emotional payoff. Yeah. yeah, it does it doesn't work for me. Like without I, I can't get as high to as high of a score as what I'm giving this film. Exactly because without that stuff. Because you have a bare bones story and then you have cyborg's development and growth yes. carrying everything. It's mm -hmm. a flat line, and then you have like the actual kind of peaks coming from Cyborg alone. Yeah. Um. And and it's great that he's so, in so much of it because if he was in any less of it, the movie would be lesser for it. Mm -hmm. Um. Absolutely. And and I love again. I love the scene. And one thing that's good about that kind of mother box vision scene is that the mother boxes themselves are are shown as like frail old women. Which is mm. weird. And now, one of the rumored early drafts of part of Just League, the Snyder Cut, was that um, Darkseid's mother's soul was trapped in the three mother boxes, and they maybe like converged together to like bring her back to life. And <coughs> I have a feeling that that's something that was held over in terms of visuals, at least. Because okay. that's the only way I can think. Like, why the fuck are they old women? Why are they like all the witch-looking women? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes no sense otherwise. It's not set up. It's not. There's no explanation for it. And like, it makes. I just feel like some, that was an idea. They had like concept art for the idea, and then when they changed the script, they're like, let's just keep that that visual look. But yeah, other than that, it's it's really great scene because you get the you get the, the like the completely like pits of emotion there, and then you get like the recapitulation. You know, you get like that that sweeping, um, triumphantness right after like. 
everyone's failed, you know? It's, mm-hmm. and it's a tricky Absolutely. thing. One after the other, it's like a switch, but it handles it beautifully. Mm. Um, and so, like, you know, it's, it's a really great triumphant place to, to end the movie. If, if you want to end it. It's one of the two places they could end the movie, and it could have been so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of two places. They could have they started mm-hmm. Superman, like, raises Batman up, and they're all, like, happy, and they're all friendly. Roll credits. Perfect. But they don't do that. They don't. They they press their luck. Yeah, let me, <laughs> let, let, let me let me let me start off with that. Yo, can I start off with part six, man? No, no, with the epilogue. No, I want. There's one thing I want to mention that before the epilogue. Mm. Um, it's dark side. Okay, one last dark side thing that also fucking ruins dark side. Dark side. Um, when uh, the, he gets uh, met by Seven Wolf's like dead body and head, his first thing is like, oh, ready the armada. We go back to the old ways and like, really. And what part of this wasn't the old ways? Because first off, in the history lesson, you're a roaring, axe-swinging dumbass, and Steppenwolf was an invading, roaring, axe-swinging dumbass. <laughs> um, so um, the old ways have failed twice. Are you not going to try anything different? I mean, because I think I hate that so much because, like, Darkseid, he isn't that kind of villain. He's he's no. a he's a smarter villain. He he, he has machinations. He, he has he's plans. a pull the sh- pull the strings behind the scenes. Exactly, kind of and so like yeah. oh, I guess punching didn't work. Like you know what will work? Punching. You could have just had like Desad go like what he says. He says like oh, I guess Steppenwolf failed. Um, what's what we're gonna do? And then yeah, I told you he would fail. And Dark says like you're right, Steppenwolf. I mean, you were right, Desad. And he just kind of glowers a bit. And that could have been the end of the scene. Like he's thinking, just like he's thinking. Like what's his next move? End. You know, but he's like, oh, we're going to go back to fighting and punching and laser guns. I'm like, oh, fuck. No, I, I don't want to see more of that. And that's what Snyder is setting up. So fuck that. As someone, I was talking about someone on like um, a Snyder fan discord. And he was like, mm-hmm. well, what would you want to happen? We need a, a kind of uh, antagonist, like something to justly can fight. And I'm like, you could have a more complex, a more philosophical movie. You know, like you could have the the fight that the that the just needs to have be an emotional, philosophical one. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you have you have like Glorious Godfrey and you have Desad, who are villains that work on the human mind, like mentally. They they exploit fears, neuroses, paranoia, um, doubt, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and they're not even like front face from villains. Like Glorious Godfrey, he's an evangelist preacher, and Desad, he runs in a music park. He runs a propaganda kind of network. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you could have the Justice League trying to quell like human emotion. Like you have the Justifiers, have the Justifiers be like the main villains uh, because they're just normal human beings who are being influenced by like the, the fear and doubt and like the hatred that Apocalypse p- brings with it. And you can have them like try to handle that, and then you bring in Darkseid when they're at the lowest point, when humanity is already kind of lost. Even if you want to do an invasion storyline, right? Darkseid has minions for that. Yeah, he has the Furies. Um, he has the Soldier like, Boys. Right, the, the Furies, Soldier Boys. So he, like I say, his war dogs. Dark Darkseid can be your your brute force punch guy and all that. Yeah, he can do that. But I want to see that as his last option. Exactly. Like, I, I, I don't. I don't want to see him leading off with that. He's too. He's too smart for that. Yeah. And first off, you know, if Darkseid like like get to the point where things are so bad, Darkseid's not using his avatar anymore. He's he himself is having to show up. Don't um. Like I said, he's he's not somebody I want 
you know, leading leading the charge <laughs> with his armies. You know, right. he, he's he's got too many people that are capable of doing that. Yeah, and I see somebody comments like, "Well, Darkseid, he likes he likes to do things hands on. He, li- no, he, he likes he, he likes to he likes to be cruel and he likes to bloodshed. Like you do not know what the fuck Darkseid is, and 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 that's why I also hate like Uxas. Like that's not a real thing." Uxas is is not a he, real thing. He, it, he, he, a, was, he was basically a regular dude. You know? Yeah, no, but no, no. Uxas isn't a thing in general. It's a post Kirby retcon, you right. know. Yeah. And I'm a purist. I'm, I'll admit that. But like, again, you're right. Even if you take in like Demark Evanier kind of Yugacon Uxas stuff, which I don't. But like, even if you take that into account, that's not even what Uxas was. He was just like the Prince of Apocalypse, you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's just Snyder's uh, like rationalizations and like kind of like double thinking to make this make sense, to force it to make sense when it doesn't. But anyway, bro, you wanted to really get into Eptivals. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Take oh, it away. I don't want to oh stifle your flame. God. Oh my god. All right, listen, man. <laughs> listen, listen. Listen. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> Can we at least say the good thing about this epilogue first? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. Like, I thought the epilogue was pretty cool, but at the same time, I was just like, yo, bro, like, I know exactly what you're trying to do here. Cool, but it's pointless, like, my man. It's, it's the fact that they added Jared Leto's Joker in there, they added Deathstroke. For me, this shit was purely fan service, bro. Like, Absolutely. if anything, if anything, this was just like a last ditch attempt to try to get people to rally behind strongly for restore the Snyderverse. Which we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more in depth. Yeah, um, like, but overall, but oh, but overall, just like for some for a regular like, I don't know, for somebody who don't know any better. This shit's probably one of the greatest things on earth. But for me, I was just like, bro, I know exactly what you're doing here. This is mm-hmm. this is bait. This right here is bait. And the because thing is, this, hmm? I was going to say with that epilogue, you have one thing inside of it that has a, sh- a chance in hell of happening. And even in, it's not going to be connected to Snyder. Like, de- like WB clearly wants to do things with Deathstroke. They're putting him in too many things as of late. Mm. But it's not going to be connected to any of this, dog. Snyder, you you had your run, you know, whether you liked it or not, what he did, whether you liked it or not, you know, it's over. The relationship is bu- is done. The bridges are burned. This wasn't necessary, man. Yeah, it was. And also, you got to remember, too, like, even I think it was the same week Snyder Cook came out or even weeks after, all of a sudden we're hearing about what could have been. Yeah. With the Deathstroke movie, what could have been here? And all of a sudden, we know Jared Leto's not coming back for no damn Joker. They done mm-hmm. moved on from that already. Like, like they still, they still trying to talk Joaquin and coming in and doing more. <laughs> like, come on, yeah. man! It's it's bait, and it's I don't know. Like, I feel I don't know. Maybe uh, I feel like maybe I should kind of stop what I'm saying because we're I, I don't want to jump ahead to the conversation. But no problem. Yeah, there's um, just I have a lot to say about this. Yeah, and yeah. We'll, so, we'll, do your thing, bro. Do, I'll, I'll I'll let you segue into that. All right. So, just not to jump ahead, I, I do want to say about the epilogue. The majority of it is so good. 
it's okay, so okay. pitch perfect because like i said we've all agreed that cyborg is like the natural kind of character core emotional core thematic core he's basically the main character the entire movie um even though he's only in like 75 percent of it um and it's all about him and it's not really all about him but it's all about how the characters are kind of around him and how they sort of interact with like what what's gone on through the lens of his own development and it's it's so it's so well done it's so well executed an idea and by the end at the end of it where you get like kind of this final summation the emotional kind of payoff for like cyborg where he's at in life and where he's at with like like emotionally you could have ended right yeah. there you could have just cut off credits roll when he's like doing his final flight from the cemetery but they don't they don't <laughs> they, <laughs> okay i know i know i know rose said his piece do you want to add anything aj uh <laughs> my my parts of the epilogue are probably going to focus more on uh well i I'll, I'll i'll take that back um i get this is and you can think it's bad or not but this is more of a snyder setting things up when yeah. bruce is buying has bought the farm back for clark right. well clark's mother martha and um He's thanking him, blah, blah, blah. He's telling him congratulations. And mm. it really doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense if you don't notice that Lois is carrying the bassinet. Yeah. So, okay, Lois Lane being pregnant once again, telling me, hey, hey, you could have sc- you could have scanned her during that fight. But that's that's neither here nor there at this point. Yeah. Um you know, so so now that was, you know, a nice little scene, wink, wink and a nod to the audience where probably never going to get anything with that yeah. but um and then and then the cyborg stuff like you say the flying away from the cemetery those are the best parts of the epilogue yeah the the barry and henry allen uh scene in jail um you know it's pretty much the same yeah um diana staring off into the sunset at what we presume is the mascara um yeah. uh i don't i don't know maybe maybe that will lead to something if she doesn't go back to the island in her third film, I think that was pointless. And the Aquaman, th- the theme with that, you know, uh, I think Snyder was setting it up to where he and his father were estranged. So we know that really doesn't uh, hold any weight after seeing that Aquaman. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there were a couple pieces in that. Little, yeah, little, little, little things. Montage um, scene at work, but more more of it than not, we already know is yeah. discarded. I think I think that internally, most of those work for the movie. You know, yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for the movie, absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's the rub here is that there's so many things that work internally for this movie that it makes the last two scenes of the epilogue so fucking egregious. <laughs> um, uh, because you, you you get like emotional character payoffs. Um, like plot payoffs, like thematic payoffs, and then it's just like like seven on unending minutes of like <laughs> Snyder going, "Here's some bullshit ideas." Like, and you're just like, you're, you're every minute of that is just decreasing the impact of the movie as it goes along. Like, yeah. no, the movie we did not need to see like another nightmare tease. We already had like two different nightmare teases in this movie. We didn't need a fucking third one. All right. We did not need mm-hmm. that, um, and it's it's only ex- and that's that's one of the, that's the only like reshot scene, uh, but it only exists for Snyder to spoil the plot of the last two movies, that he that he planned yeah. right like Joker's like here's the plot of the movies you didn't see like 
okay, so why do we need to have them anymore? Joker just spoiled the ending. All right. Like, oh, oh, you let her die and you didn't sacrifice yourself. Batman, that wasn't like, so why do we need to see that? Now we know. Now we know what's got to happen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and it's just long. It's a long scene. It looks awkward. Um, none of the actors were there on, on the same set um, yeah. or like together. So they edit them together. It looks, it looks really weird. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I know yeah, because like, of COVID protocols and. Yeah, Ezra, Jared Leto weren't there, um, and the rest of them were like shooting in different parts. Yeah. Well, uh, not he, he shot uh, Leto. I know Ezra. They actually shot Ezra on the set of Fantastic Beast, and they sent that over to Zach. No um, way. Yeah, he he confirmed that in an interview. Um, yeah, he had them take time out of shooting Fantastic Beast to shoot that epilogue, to shoot the scene with the epilogue, to send it to Zach. Uh, Leto did end up being on a sound stage at first, but you you can tell everybody around him has masks on and stuff, so that's why nobody else was near him. Um, I think he said he said I think this before the studio relented and gave them the sound stage to use, like he was planning to shoot Affleck in his backyard. Like like it, the the epilogue was thrown together, bro. Like you could have kept and it, it and it feels it and it feels yeah. like it. It feels it feels indulgent. It feels like like a pointless tease, and it feels cheap in the in a in a real way. It feels yeah, cheap be, in a real way because you look at Cyborg's CGI in the epilogue compared to his CGI in the rest of the film. Mm, it doesn't hold oh, up. Oh my god, it, it's no, it bad. And then um, it just like okay. Um, it only exists just to be like this is what just like two and three would have been about, but like it, it ruins the integrity of the movie, which is, and that's and that's I hate it because I hate it's the reason why I don't like the Captain America sequels. The reason why I don't like Doctor Strange is the reason I don't like most of the MCU sequels in general because they only exist to prop up other movies, yeah. and that's what that feels like. Like of mm. course, of course, there's always bowing to something like the Dark Side going like Dark Side scene where he's like let's ready our motto, we go the old ways. They're like yeah, that's a tease, but it doesn't feel like a blatant one. It feels like okay, we're not done with him yet. Mm -hmm. um, but it's then we have the, the Dark Side thing is a is a genuine thing. It's a yeah. it's a natural thing where where you would expect this was this is how this is what the reaction would be. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't something that was shot in the last couple of months to try to hype up your fan base. Yeah, no, way, you know. Um, the, yeah, go on. No, because again, like I said, I'm go. I'm always going to go back to the word bait because I don't believe for a second that this was originally. I don't. I don't. I, I could be wrong, but I don't know. Just, just something about the world thrown together, and then you know, then Snyder sent that tweet out to David Ayer saying, "I'm happy that our worlds get to mix together." I don't know. Just. We already knew that there was not going to be a Justice League two and three, so why would you even do this? Like, if you just had this again, if we knew Darkseid was coming, and then if you just ended the movie with Cyborg flying off, that alone would have been great. I even, bro, I'll say this: I even think ending the movie there would have been enough for people to say restore the Snyderverse. Exactly. But I yeah. think adding that extra part to it just put a lot more fuel to the fire that doesn't need to be there. We know that we know the, the, the plans for that Batman movie where Deathstroke was in it was scrapped. 
We know mm-hmm. Jared Leto is no longer a thing, you know, in the universe. So why would you even do? I get it. I get the whole fan service thing, but I, just because of what this movie was, just from an emotional standpoint, like there was no need for it. So that's mm-hmm. why, like, when you're watching it, if you if you're just watching it and you're like, I don't want what's the correct term to use it. If you're just like watching it and you don't really know the substance behind it you're like oh my gosh this is one of the greatest things ever but when yeah you if, know you, the, if you haven't followed the story of what all's going on behind the scenes yes you would yeah. think this is oh my gosh yes well, I, I would counter that um because i watched this with my brother just for the second time i watched it with my brother mm-hmm. and um he was into the movie he was enjoying it um and then th- this scene fucking lost him. Like, what the fuck is this even? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? What? Why are all these characters here? Like, what does this even mean? Like, what's mm. like? What are they even saying? Like, it, it's so jarring. It's out of place, and it's needless, and it, it I, has no weight. There's nothing for it in the rest of the movie. Um, and like, I feel like, like again, that's what I, I, I mean about integrity. Uh, like the dark side tease, that's fine. Um, the, even the even like the Legion of Doom thing they kept in like that's okay. It's stretching it. That's stretching it because mm. because it, it's mm-hmm. it's setting up like a Batman movie that that never happened. Um, but Lex is like, you know what? I have plans of my own. And like, okay, he he would he would have plans of his own. Superman's back to life. That makes sense to me. Um, but it's 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 that scene just kind of breaks the movie because you have you have like a perfect, well rounded like narrative like like. Man of Steel, the ending was perfect. Like you have that, uh, a small montage, and then Clark goes to work for Daily Planet, and he, it's where he feels at home. He's, he's now he's now part of society. He's now part of the world. You know, he's part of the planet. Like this literalism. Um, yeah, BBS. You have the funeral, and you have like the world acknowledge Superman. You have the, the Superman's impact on the world mentally, emotionally. It's perfect. You see like the little sprinkles of dust. Kind of rise from Superman's grave. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah, you this one you have you have like Cyborg and everyone else like realizing something about themselves emotionally and mentally. Their character has grown a bit. Cyborg is now actualized. He's now accepted who he is uh, in, mentally and like spiritually, and he flies off into the sky. And then we get more. You know, like yeah. no, you, you know, and it's it's, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. Characters talking about nonsense and it's not even the last of it we get another scene after this that is also really fucking bad it just tells us shit we already know (laughs) that's it i mean a lot lot of this felt like you know middle finger to the studio yeah in a a lot of ways because i mean let's be like the relate snyder you know he might not be he's not cool warner brothers anymore but he'll he probably has some vague idea of their plans because i'm sororry they're doing they're doing another justice league it's, it's not going to be continuing this story or anything mm-hmm. but they're they're setting the seeds now you can you can see some of these things with how they do shazam tiny tiny and greek gods now shazam 2 is going to have greek gods so that's a way to throw diana in there you look at what they're doing with um excuse me with black adam they're setting up the jsa i i can see a, a bunch of team up movies being thought about here from the studio they just don't want it with Snyder's vision. I yeah. think that's part of the reason why they're embracing the multiverse so heavy now. You know, which is dumb they're, because they're, you don't you don't need to do that. You just make no, movies. No, you you, you, you really don't. You, you don't need you don't need, you don't need to say the word multiverse because yeah. it adds nothing to the fact that yeah. DC has always been standalone movies. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just returning to standalone movies 
it doesn't mean anything, you know. But, 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 but that's the thing. I'm not even sure they're re- they're fully going to return to stand alone. I understand. I, I know. I know. But Matt like Reeves, Batman. Yeah, I mean. But um. Yeah. I just I think they're they're interconnected. See, everybody thinks that the interconnected universe wasn't going to continue after you know they moved away from Snyder. No, I think after it, you it, see what it's going to work like comics did. do. It's going to work like comics do because <laughs> absolutely because comics like of course they're they're shared continuity, but like each series should and usually does contradict focus each on other its own story yeah contra- focus on a story and there there are contradictions but they're never really mm-hmm. or they shouldn't be if you have a good editor heavy contradictions and you won't right. you're gonna you're gonna see things that they have to fudge to make the story work but you know usually it's things that are just slight overlaps it's nothing it's nothing world breaking exactly yeah, or it shouldn't um, be it yeah. shouldn't be but yeah um, you know let's I'll just talk ahead. about um the marsh mentor scene like I know we talked about how this one could have stand on its own without the Marfa scene before, yeah. but in in context of like having an ending, this should have either been cut or been a post credit scene. I'll yeah, say, I think I'll, I'll, I'll say. Go two ahead, things. go ahead, Jay. Um, it should have been post credit scene number one. Yeah, but I think that scene works better if you swap out Bruce. For Clark, because he has a little bit more of a relationship with Lennox. Oh, oh my God, you're you so t- you're so yeah. fucking right. Oh my God, because right. you can tie into that <laughs> if you go back to Man of Steel the first time when he's in the interrogation room and he uses his X-ray vision and scans through and he sees the gum in the doctor's pocket. He would have seen that Lennox doesn't have human human physiology. So you can tie those two together. Like somebody said it online and it made me think. And it's like, yo, and he'll be like, so you fu- or something like you finally revealing yourself, blase, blase. And like, what's my place? And, right. And Lennox is asking, like, why didn't you, you know, um, talk to me about this or confront me, blase, blase. And he was like, I'm, I was allowing you to reveal yourself in your own time. Yeah, like, like I, I know what it's like to hide, you know? Right. I'll say, it, uh, it works that would That would have been so fucking good. And the, this scene was shot later, you know? Yeah. So they could have done it. They could have done it. I kind of want to say, like, I, I, I kind of want to challenge that a little bit because I do see why it was Bruce, though. I understand okay. why, because, like, when Superman came back, well... I'm also going to tie this into, you know, parts, you know, two and three. So I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. try not to jump ahead too much because yeah. if you read parts two and three, you know, like, you know, like uh, Lois is kind of helping Clark get his humanity back. Stupidest thing I ever fucking heard. So, so then knowing that and then knowing that, you know, Clark, he did come back, but he's not really the same Clark. And at the same time, you know, Batman is kind of the one that's kind of been leading the charge in Clark's absence. You know, I can I, I can't understand why why Martian Manhunter goes to him first. It's because, you know, he has been holding shit down since Clark has been gone. But you know, Clark has just come back. Maybe he's not entirely in the right headspace okay. or right okay. mental space to you know, deal with, you know, whatever it is that Martian Manhunter is telling him. So for me, it does make sense that he'd pop up there. Because imagine, you know, Clark just came back. You know, his memories are a little foggy. And then all of a sudden, we get some Martian telling him, giving him some impending warning about whatever's to come. It, it's, it's a little janky for me. So it does make sense why it's, it's Batman instead of him. 
Mm. Yeah, see, I, I hadn't even thought about it from that one. I mean, that makes that, sense. Yeah. I, I think I think that both make sense depending on how you're looking at it. You think you're thinking forward or you're thinking like standalone. Mm. Uh, I think both have their merits. Um, but yeah, it definitely should be a post-credit scene because it's another thing that just logs the movie down. You have a perfect kind of catharsis, and then like more or more. Um, and I guess we should just jump ahead into restore the Snyderverse, like. Do we want sequels to this? Like in a perfect world, do we want sequels to this? Hmm. You want to go I, first, AJ? Yeah, I know you, you're on about like Snyder and WB's relationship is wrong, but if it wasn't like tattered, if it was still a strong relationship, would you still want sequels to this? If it wasn't, if the relationship wasn't tattered, I think only if you get somebody in who can. <laughs> You know, rain in Snyder's more indulgent, maybe. You know, but uh, like I was reading some of the uh, Justice League two and three plans, and some of it's like, all right, man, I, I'm I'm a defender of yours, and I don't know how some of this is gonna work. Yeah, and uh, um, I totally agree. Let's 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 let's, let's talk about all, all that right now, just to because it's so similar together. Um, okay, so we're, we're gonna talk about. Uh, is there anything specific you want to say about that? Uh, let me let me pull the stuff up. Uh, um, while you're doing uh, that, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that as well. Where, yeah, where kind of okay. things order. Because I remember most of that because a lot of it jumped out to me as completely dumb. All right. Um, right. Okay, so I wouldn't want a sequel to this or any sequel to this unless like Goyer came back because I know a lot of people, especially a lot of Snyder fans, like really intense ones, they want they have this idea of Snyder as being like the creative force behind all these things, but he's really not. I mean, the entire reason Man of Steel no, even uh -huh. exists is because Snyder had his own pitch he wanted to do. You know? He had his, he, had, he came up with his mm -hmm. idea, he, he came up with like this take on it, and he created his pitch, he wrote this script. Man of Steel is like the most Goyer script that ever existed. Alright? Like, it's, it's so full of hallmarks, it's insane. Um, but I think he had a great concept of, of Clark's character and of the arc that Clark would have to go through and a lot of like what makes BVS work is because a lot of that is is majority of that the core of it is his ideas for Man of Steel 2 that were then like kind of like leached on and parasited and cannibalized by WB's like desire for a shared universe and Snyder's own kind of ideas for what he wanted to do um, that made it mm -hmm. kind of worse and, B and just like uh, being as good as it is it's not good story-wise it's good character-wise you know and a lot of that stuff is just it's just bouncing off the foundations of the the universe as it is like atmospherically you know like okay so we're, right. we're hanging on a thread here and then when you read his breakdowns just like two and three it's just it's just pure snyder stuff and it's and it's ridiculous because it, it sidelines so many ideas it sidelines so many themes it, it really just forgets about so much of that BVS, Man of Steel, and even Just League kind of like set up and that like, you know, we're the foundation of these things that it's it's jarring. It just, it to me, like, I'm not going to knock Snyder's director. A lot of this movie is beautiful. A lot of this movie is like really impressive visually. Um, but it feels like Snyder didn't really understand like the story or narrative or themes of Man of Steel or BBS at all. That's the impression I got. It's all obvious. So embarrassing. Like we never get back to like 
Jorel or Pa Kent's kind of like mentoring of Clark or like what the world was trying to steer him toward the uh, kind of bridging both worlds together. Uh, you don't you don't get like any payoff on like the the codex or anything like that. It, it's mm -hmm. all that's sidelined for action and Batman. And it's like this is really lame. Uh, but go ahead, Jay, AJ, if, you, if you've gotten your thoughts in order. Yeah, no, I've gotten some things, and yeah, you know, I'm just I bounce I bounce around from stuff like how, and I don't remember if this was in his uh, plans or if I just saw the interview. Like, um, you know, Superman and not Superman, um, Batman and Lois having a thing, and yeah. Lois's kid might actually be you no, know, is actually Batman's, and but uh, yeah, no, yeah, look. Lois's kid is Batman. He grows up to be the next Batman. Uh, like some some stuff like that is that's what I mean when I say if some the only way I'd be open for more sequels is if somebody can rein in Snyder's yeah. more abstract ideas. You yeah. know, um, like Johns would have been a great partner, I think, if he hadn't have, you know, been such a, a dick, yeah, basically, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um like he could have uh, it's hard. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Actually, yeah. um, I'm gonna say no too, just because in the reality of how it is, his fans, like his diehard fans, the ones that are all about Resource Snyder's, they want Snyder's vision, his creative vision. And I'm like, I don't think he has one. I think he ha I think he has a, an idea of what he wants to do, but I don't think it amounts to more than just action. And fan service, mm -hmm. and that's not really a vision, you know. Mm. Um, because like, and here's the thing. Here's the thing for me, is that when Snyder was kind of like trying to feed like the 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 flames for the Snyder cut and getting it released, he released um, this shirt uh, called All the Gods, and it has like his ideas. He called it the ideas yeah, for his um... his Justice League trilogy, and it's like all this esoteric stuff. It has like Bible quotes and everything. And it's like uh, like Greek imagery and like mm -hmm. esoteric imagery, and it's like it looks really really cool and impressive. Like, oh man, I wonder what it what it what it means. It looks like some real real intense philosophical shit was going down. And then we get the storyboard leaks and all that shit, and we can it, it, we can one to one decode the shirt now. And it's it's just the stupidest bullshit. It's soap opera bullshit. <laughs> and it's like, oh, so it wasn't really anything cool at all. It was just like Days of Our Lives style dumbassery again. Snyder feeds into the idea and his fans are only too happy to like provide it and that he's like this like genius uh, thematic auteur but I don't he's not really he's really not um wait uh, bro chime in if you have anything to say no uh no I absolutely not like I've um honestly when you sent me the link a couple days ago like I didn't realize the shit was this long like I'm literally, <laughs> I'm literally scrolling. Now. I did not know it was this long, and I I read some of it, but just like overall, especially just like basing on um, honestly, I'm just gonna base this off of the the epilogue. I'm gonna base off no, because like the universe has moved on from this. Yeah, like so far, and even even if you were to do. I don't know, even if you were to try to do this like as its own separate thing, I don't know. I just I don't think it would just make sense. WB, especially if you consider the interviews that's been coming out recently, WB supposedly has a plan to make all this stuff like 
linked together. I mean, not the Snyder stuff, stuff, but like just all the other stuff. So it would just be weird to just kind of have this going on as a vanity project. But several of these characters are kind of doing their own thing with whatever it is that they're doing with WB. It just wouldn't make sense. I'm not a fan of it. The universe, his vision has essentially collapsed, you know, way before the Snyder Cut movie even became a thing. So it just wouldn't make sense to me. Like I said, it's for what we got here, that's cool. You know, if he, and honestly, I'll say this. The fact that we have the outline for parts two and parts three or whatever, that would be okay. That's enough for me because at least we know what could have been. You know, it, it beats just having the teaser and then we don't know and we kind of left our own devices. No, bro, we I'm I'm looking at like a whole a whole page of bullshit. We have <laughs> pages of bullshit that could have been. God knows how many shows and movies that have gotten canceled and we don't know what could have been. We know what could have been. That is a blessing in itself. Let's Absolutely. move on. That's all I got to say. I say I want, So one thing I want to add on to that is that you were saying some really smart shit, bro, uh, about like how we know. When this came out, and a lot of people were like kind of railing against the ideas, um, one thing that was about like, oh, these are old ideas from before VBS, you know? And they would have changed. And I think, well, if they had changed, then why weren't they on the shirt? Mm, the, shirt yeah. the shirt came out came out four years after BBS. And these are ideas from before even that. So they would have been on the fucking shirt. And Snyder is really proud of these really dumbass ideas like Batman cucking Superman and the codex meaning nothing. And the, the Superman being like an all-seeing god who's too detached from humanity but he's like oh wait no i have a i I can raise batman's son i guess i can be clark again i'm human again like fuck this it's so dumb (laughs) it's dumb on every level i'll say this let me let me interject let let me interject like if they want to give snyder like a like a a mini series like a actual like a comic book elseworld series i was just gonna say do it as a comic do it as a comic because at least then you know, we're not wasting see, everyone's time. We're not wasting everybody's time. At at max, do an animated series just to to squeeze a couple more HBO Max subscriptions out of his fan base, maybe. Yeah. But no, no, no more than that. No, Comic no more than that. Like his or an animated series. Yeah, because you can, you know, you. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if the, the his not his fans would translate well to comic book sales, but e- even so, may, maybe it will. Maybe it will. Who knows? But at no, least then, most most of them don't read comics. They don't because they love his dark side. Like like every like every t- it's just one cat. I think his name is Josh or something. He's cool for the <laughs> most part, but like every time he gets in an argument with folks about K- Snyder's characterizations, he pulls some out of context. Exactly. I hate that so much. Channel from I'm, I'm like, like bro, I, just stop, man. I like these movies, but like Snyder and his defenders. Uh, like really big Snyder heads, um, they have this tendency to not just let the movie speak for themselves. They have to have some sort of 
bullshit like link to the comics it's yes. superficial as hell like no the movies can speak for themselves you know yeah and, and like even i'm a i'm a kirby i'm a kirby four-fold purist you know i love the i love the original four-fold stuff and so mm -hmm. like on that level i think dark side's really bad but even without all that the way dark side portrayed in this movie is still pretty bad like on like on like an impact level on like like just like a impose uh, imposing kind of villain level it's just not good in general um and I'll also add this. I'll say this. I'll, 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 dude, I'll even throw this into the mix. If DC or WB does not want to put money towards a, an animated series or a comic, you could do a GoFundMe, my nigga. I'm pretty sure there's some people who would do do a GoFundMe. And hey, I need this this X amount of money. I'm pretty sure maybe I don't know, that would be a whole thing with WB. Do a GoFundMe or for some sort of series. Put it out then, but is it something I want to see promoted by WB? Is it something I want to see promoted by HBO Max? No, just and, let it mm -hmm. die. Yeah, and that's the thing about me. Is one thing I want to add is that we've seen it kind of ground swelling a bit in the last couple of days. And one thing that's really funny to me is that people are like have this line about let Snyder finish his creative vision. You know, he should have like the freedom to do what he wants. And the thing is, right. He, they want his freedom to do what he wants, but they don't really seem to give a shit about what D, what WB has the freedom to, to decide. I mean, like that's so hypocritical. With to me. characters that they own, by the way. Exactly. Like, like they can say, like I can understand with the Snyder Cut, it was something that was done. It was completed, even if it wasn't like all stitched together. Um, everything was filmed. You know, Every, there was a there was a movie there. Mm -hmm. This is something that they want WB to be like hunker down another three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars on, a hundred million dollars on, and no, they can say no, and it's not about artistic vision at this point. It's just about you wanting it, you wanting this movie. I'm gonna add this in. I'm gonna add this very important tangent. I saw something yesterday. I don't know if it's true, but supposedly the numbers for this were slightly lower. Than Wonder Woman 1985. Well, 1984. Yeah, it's um because Wonder Woman is an actual phenomenon. You know, just thing is not <laughs> what they said. Um, because there's been a couple of websites who um track the streaming service numbers for all of these guys. Uh, the like first day numbers, I think they said were like twenty percent lower, but um. Because like Wonder Woman, I want to say it had 1.8. I think Snyder Cut had 1.4 million over like the first 72 hours. Mm. They said over the week long period that the Snyder Cuts had about uh, 15,000 more than Wonder Woman had over her first week. But that's not the best of things either way. Um, not enough for them to continue it, obviously. <laughs> exactly, and that's the thing about me, and it's I'll t it'll tie into this as well. But there is this this line among a lot of Snyder heads is that if the movie being good as it is, which is a miracle by the way, it's pretty decent overall. Like I said, we said at the beginning, they have this idea that if this had been put out to movie theaters like two years ago, it would have been a box office smash, and no, it fucking wouldn't. The only reason we think it's this good. Is because the original version is really bad. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and and you had hindsight of you know exactly. just how bad it was. Like I I don't <laughs> like that. I, I don't think it would have lost money like the first one would have, but profits would have been next to non-existent. 
Yes. And it's like Men of Steel, Batman, Superman, they're, they weren't received well at all. Mm-hmm. This coming out the heels of those, it would not have gone over mm-hmm. as, as well. I mean, the, the hype was not there. And even the hype that we've seen in hindsight, in retrospect, like, I, if there's a better movie, if there's a better version movie out, I want to see it. That kind of thing wouldn't have existed. Yeah. And so, like, uh, they're living in a dreamland here. And it's it's really annoying when when they they have this kind of fan base that is going to take it to length. Like, have you heard about how they're review bombing like Godzilla, other movies? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah like, like get over your fucking selves. It's not artistic integrity anymore. Artistic integrity and artistic vision isn't as isn't at stake. It's just you wanting something. You want yeah. it. Yeah, like all of them. Like they they've got this weird hang up against. James Gunn and the Suicide Squad now. Yeah. Like, it's, One of my mutuals uh, is going off about like all oh, the let James Gunn have artistic freedom and but not Jack Snyder. But like Zack Snyder had artistic freedom in like the first two movies. Like BVS is like the pinnacle of artistic fucking freedom. Like there did shit happen in that movie that should not have happened. BVS but, is it, the most Zack Snyder movie that I have seen probably since. <laughs> yeah, I mean probably uh, Dawn of the Dead, bro. Like, like if James like if James Gunn was was getting like critical bombs and financial bombs, they wouldn't let him do that kind of shit on Suicide mm-hmm. Squad. But he's not, all right. And that's that's the way the cookie crumbles. It's and, and again, it, I mentioned this before on the first episode. It it goes back to rapport. <laughs> Zack Snyder does not have that rapport with the general public the same mm-hmm. as James Gunn. Zack <laughs> Snyder does not have a Guardians of the Galaxy. No, Zack Snyder does not have an Avengers Endgame. He does not have a a Winter Soldier. You know, he he doesn't have like very high praised movies. You know what I'm saying? Because he doesn't he doesn't have something that that captures general audience or like his own sensibilities. There's little to no overlap. There's none. So again, you can't because you know with James Gunn, yes, you you know you say say what you want, but no, James Gunn has significant weight behind him. You know, there is yeah. a reason why when he got kicked out of W, excuse me, when he got the boot from DC, they picked him right up Disney. immediately. Yeah, they, it's, there's a reason why they get when they give him the boot <laughs> at Marvel, they gave they picked him up right again from DC. There's a mm-hmm. reason why. I can't say that they're going to do the same if the roles were reversed for Snyder. I can't say that. Mm-hmm. And then see Snyder's. Um, See, it wasn't as big of a deal when we lived in a world where movies didn't cost a gazillion dollars to make, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like Watchmen ended up in its theatrical run, lost money. But they but there's been talk, you know, from all the special editions and merchandising and blase blase. It's made a profit. You can't we don't live in that world anymore. Now Mm -hmm. you're spending 250, 300 million dollars to make a movie then you're spending another 200 million to market that movie Mm -hmm. i'm sorry these movies have to make three to four times their budget back to even to scrape breaking even yep so you know when when a movie like this like i said maybe they get into breaking even standpoint maybe a couple million dollars worth of profit but i'm sorry it's not gonna be some smash shit that brings in the two three billion dollar numbers that it that you would really need to honestly justify this universe going forward. Yeah. His vision of this universe anyway. Which again, very lame. Just more punchy punchy. 
But yeah, so I guess we can kind of move on to what are our thoughts on the future of DCU? Because I know we've gotten a bunch of new kind of news going on. We have more Black Adam news. We have the Suicide Squad charge jumping out. We have some more Flashpoint casting. Like, what do you guys think, bro? Um, the future of the DCU looks. I mean, it looks bright. I mean, I guess that's the the right word to use it. Um. Again, I haven't seen, you know, Shazam. Um, you should. It's really good. Yeah, I've been hearing good things about it. But it seems like, from my understanding, it just looks like they're they're doing what the Marvel comics are doing now. And I think that's what's working best for them is just self-contained stories, self-contained, good, fun stories. And if they can stay in that pocket, they'll, they'll be okay. Like, we... You, you, I think me and you have talked enough about the Flash movie. I'm not confident in that movie. I think that's probably going to be. I don't if if that movie can surprise me, then I'll let it surprise me. But out of the bunch, that's the one I'm not looking forward to mm. at all. It, I believe it's a mistake, and I believe everything we've been seeing about that movie is the universe saying this movie should not happen. <laughs> um, but as for everything else, I'm excited for I. The Suicide Squad trailer like made me smile, like because it looks like a fun, just a good old good old time movie. Um, Black Adam, I hope it's well. Aquaman two, I hope it's well. Uh, what what other news did we get recently? I think that's about. Oh, Z- Zatanna, I hope that's I hope that's amazing. Um, but yeah, I it looks bright to me. Yeah, and I think the universe has been looking bright since we've moved on from the Snyder stuff. So that is saying a lot by itself. Yeah, that's not a diss to him, but I'm just saying things have been looking a little better. Sure, have there've been some bumps in the road, but overall, the fact that we've moved on from that and we've just let these creators cook and do their own thing, it's been looking better, and I think it's going to be looking a lot better moving forward. Definitely, um, AJ. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Um, I uh, agree a lot with what Rose said. Um, I do th- the Flash movie. I think is their setup to because, like I said, I keep going back to it. Yeah, they're doing standalone movies now, but they're they're not abandoning a shared world. If you if you read the Anne Sarnoff interview that came out uh, Monday after the after um, the Snyder Cut premiered, and all of his fan base got upset. You know, she, she she basically laid it out. Like, hey, you know, yeah, we're not moving on with Snyder's vision, but guys, we have cool stuff coming. We're going to have these characters interacting with one another. So, I mean, unless you're just a slave to Snyder's vision and Snyder's vision alone, if you're a DC fan, I don't know how you cannot be excited for most of these projects. The Flash... Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm a little worried about because I think they're going they're going to use that movie to wipe out most of the stuff that they didn't that they didn't like being the studio. Like I said, they're bringing in their shared universe. They're bringing in a Michael Michael Keaton back supposedly, maybe if nobody catches COVID. They're bringing a Supergirl into the universe now. We're getting a Tanahasi Coates written Superman script. Uh, the Suicide Squad trailer looks really good. I can't believe we're seeing a live-action Starro on screen. Yes, and it's funny because we have two different versions of Just League movie, and none of them have Starro. 
but he's now in Suicide Squad. Yes, exactly. You know, the one place where he should have been in a Justice League movie. But I digress. Um, <laughs> Black Adam, I'm really interested in. I'm really interested in, especially since, you know, we got the confirmation that, hey, Dr. Fate is going to be in it, and they're setting up the JSA. I think they're that's a team who's been neglected in pop culture. You know, they they definitely deserve the spotlight. Um, like you say, Zatanna. Um, what else? We know we know they're doing Batgirl on uh, HBO Max. We know um, it's it's a lot of good things to be excited about. I can't. The Batman has finished has finished shooting. We should be mm-hmm. seeing another trailer for that probably in a in maybe a month or two. Um, it's, it's a lot of good things to look forward to, even on their, their TV stuff. Like I said, you can tell HBO Max is throwing some money at the CW because Superman and Lois looks surprisingly decent for that network. You know, uh, me and Ro, Ro, you were talking on Twitter the other day about, hey, Journey's teased something about a Black Canary Mm -hmm. thing. And I've heard from a couple people in the scoop industry. So something's brewing there. I mean, you. You have something for every flavor of DC fan in the works. I don't, like I said, I don't know how you can't be excited unless you're you're not really a DC fan and you're just a Snyder fan. And if that's the case, hey, I understand your grief, but you also have Snyder doing stuff on Netflix. He's setting up a whole cinematic universe over there with zombies. His going back to his roots. That's probably going to be. Pretty good. Like, let's mm-hmm. give that a chance. I mean, there's something for everybody in the DC fandom coming. If you just be patient, if you just, uh, you know, stop attack attacking executives every time they send out a tweet about something completely unrelated to Zack Snyder or to his Justice League. Like, there's a lot of good things to look forward to, and I think, I think we're going to be treated well. Yeah, and I totally agree um, with everything you said. Basically, I think we were all kind of rumen. I think it's bright as well. I think the only thing that I'm not excited for is Flashpoint because that feels too much like the old ways. You know, it feels too much like a step backward while everything else is kind of finding its own niche, finding its own kind of groove, its own voice. Flashpoint looks like it doesn't know what it wants to be, and so it's trying to be everything. But you have like stuff like Black Adam, which I think is a bold move. The Rock has been pushing for it since like 2008, 2004. Mm-hmm. He's been attached to that role. He's been wanting to do this forever, since before he was even respected as an actor for like blockbusters, when he was just a newbie actor. He, he's always wanted to do this, so kudos to him. I, I, I can't wait to see it. I hope it's good. I hope it leads into Shazam 3. I think that that would be really awesome to see. Like That would be like the, the ultimate culmination of everything that The Rock has been kind of working toward. Um, so I, I'm really excited for that. I'm excited for uh, just the whatever is going on um, well, uh, with the Suicide Squad. I think that it's a it's going to be an odd shift. Um, but I'm excited to see what they do with Starro, what they do with the characters, and how that movie turns out. It looks really fun, but it could also be a huge mess. Who knows? But I'm, I'm glad it has the chance to be a huge mess, you know? I'm glad that mm-hmm. they're they're letting it be ambitious like that. Uh, and also, you know, fingers crossed for, like, Wonder Woman 3. I know not a lot of people liked Wonder Woman 2, but it still had a lot going for it. It still had a lot of ambition, a lot of kind of... It tried things a lot, 
and I think a lot of things didn't work, but a lot of things also actually really hit. And I would love to see Patty Jenkins finish like her take mm-hmm. on Wonder Woman in like a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're, I think that there's enough room for like a good solid finale to that series, and still a lot of goodwill to it because not people's main problem with that are the story. Like it was the story was too much. It was, yeah. it was unfocused. But that film had heart. Man. Exactly, had a lot. People, mm-hmm. people attached that. Uh, people like see, people still like the character. They just didn't like the story that was around mm-hmm. them. Um, but yeah, good future, good bones. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for Shazam too. You know, I'm excited for whatever comes out. Mm-hmm. So, um, so overall, um, what did you guys think of the Snyder Cut and everything happened? Ro? Uh, overall Snyder Cut. Like I said, it's, it's, it's decent. It's, excuse me, solid, solid, solid for me, man. Like I said, 7, 7.5. Um, will I probably watch this again? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I will, but I'll, 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 I'll here's the thing. I, I watched, I broke it up anyways. So I watched like a couple parts on that Thursday and a couple parts that Friday. I think I'm going to just do that again. Um, but yeah, there's probably some things I missed. So I'll probably just go and just see what the the newer experience is like. So I'll watch it again. Maybe my rating might improve. Maybe it might decline. Right. But again, 7.5. I thought it was decent. I don't want to see any more. I'm happy Snyder got to get it out. Um, salute to... This. I, I feel overall, if nothing else happens from this, I feel like this... I feel like that family has gotten peace. They've yeah, gotten definitely. They've gotten um their resolve. They've you know they they feel like they've been done justice. So that's that's it for me. I'm, I'm a, I, I take a lot of stuff like that to heart. That that stuff means a lot to me. So the fact that that man was able to see his vision come through and overall a lot of positive reception. Um, that's that's enough for me, man. And again, I'm I'm, I'm happy for him. I wish his I wish him. His family, nothing but the best. And I know he's probably going to kill it with the Netflix deal and whatever else he has moving forward. But again, for me, solid movie. Let's move on. Yeah, you, AJ? Uh, I'm, I'm a, I agree with a lot of that. You know, it's a, it's a cool seven and a half, eight for me. Uh, you know, the character stuff is what really uh, makes this movie sing at times for me. Um, the cyborg stuff, especially, and some good team building stuff. But uh, main, mainly, I'm happy just you know seeing his. I know it wasn't planned as a trilogy, but his trilogy is now complete. Completed. We've got a through line of all of his stories in this DC universe. You know, um, he's been working. He's been working in this universe for over ten years now. So it's good that uh, he was able to complete. What he started out with, he would complete his vision um, that he had to step away from. Um, you know, you know the, it didn't always go how he expected it to go, how the studio expected it to go. But I think they're both in better places now than what they were in 2017. Um, you know, like Rose said, he's got, he's got his Netflix deal coming. We all just talked about how much uh, the DC universe has has brewing. I think both parties are in a good place, even if that place is not in uh, with each other. You know, mm-hmm. it's time it's time to to move move on. I don't think any hatchets can ever be buried because it's you know too much 
bad blood even if you listen to interviews now you know they're saying that the studio threatened to take the take the snyder cut from him again so you know just everybody move on and do their thing but i'm excited for the future yeah definitely um and for me like i still think it's an okay movie i'm gonna go okay it's seven out of ten i don't think i'll ever rewatch it i i just think that where bbs ends the potential for what could have come after was just too great than what we actually got the Snyder Cut, you know? Mm. Like, the, the mm. way that movie ends, it's so powerful <coughs> in the moment. Like, I don't think a lot of that is done justice in the Just League Snyder Cut. Um, it, a lot of it's really, really good, but there's so much that I just, I just don't really want to trudge through because it is such a large time investment. But I still had a great time watching it initially, that first time, uh, seeing those things for, for like, with fresh eyes, like just being in the moment for it, so good. And it's it's an experience that I, I'm going to treasure, even if I didn't really come out of the movie liking it as much as I hoped I would. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I'm glad that, you know, they, they got the chance to really kind of get closure on all this. It's it's something that, that makes that meaningful. And it's why now is really the time to just sort of uh, close the book on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think that's it for like our t- hopefully two-hour-long discussion, if I can edit it down. Yeah, um, it's just like, uh, it's, it's two, 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 two hours and 49 minutes right now, yo. All right. <laughs> I, I'll, probably get, I'll probably get cut out a lot of that. Um, but let's give our sign-offs. Uh, Ro, tell us where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me at uh, Roll of a Queen underscore on Twitter. You can find me at Roll of a Queen Reviews on YouTube. Uh, channels just going through some weird phases right now, but uh, eventually I'll be back. Um, you can find me on Medium. Uh, whenever I don't feel like putting out videos, no problem. I just put the video ideas as, as a blog post. So um, Roll of a Queen Reviews Medium dot com and a Roll of a Queen underscore on Instagram as well. Uh, and yeah, and also we got, you know, we got something brewing between the three of us when that, when, when it's ready, when it's time for us to announce that, we will announce that. How about you, AJ? Where did they can find you? Uh, they can find me at, at Mr. Underscore Mitchell underscore two underscore you. That is the letter U. Uh, you can find me there at Twitter. That's pretty much the only social I'm active on these days. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me there. Uh, we're, I think we're going to be able to uh, do something special with this podcast, guys. So I look forward to the future. Yep. No problem. All right. Um, so I'll put all those links in the description below. I just want to say thank you so much out there for anyone who's listened to this entire thing. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you didn't I hope we didn't step on your toes too much. We're just trying to like get uh, our thoughts out. And I hope that you know, it came across as coherent. And um, we had a lot of fun doing it, right? Oh, definitely, man. <laughs> awesome. All right. So thank you so much. Oh, Have yeah. a great Always. one. Awesome. Thanks, AJ. Um, thank you so much for listening. Have a great one. See you again next time. And yeah. Have a good one.